Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash realchronicles. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Welcome to Real Chronicles, brought to you by realtalking.com. I am your host, David, and I am joined with today. It's Lewis. And Jen. We got Jen in the building. How are you guys doing today? It's actually pretty good weather today. Yesterday, despite the rain, I love that it was chilly around here. I didn't go out yesterday at all. I had a movie night with the girls. What'd you watch? Uh, nothing that you probably would be interested in. What'd you watch? Well, what'd you see? We watched... Anything for bad reels, or was it more... No, it wasn't. It was more uh, children, leaning more to children. We did see Halloween. I showed her Halloween for the first time. Did she like it? The original? She, she was really into it. Good. The original, yeah. Uh... We had, you know, you obviously had to cover her eyes for some parts. We, oh, yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I, I told her about the breathing and the music, yeah. and she was just engaged. We got to have your, we got to have Jay on the podcast. Oh, my so. God, how cute. We yeah. should. We should have a little, like, kids corner. Yeah, and we she saw could give us our Lost little Village. reviews. So that you, was you go from Halloween and you go to Smurfs. Smurfs. It's like, eh. yeah, that was bad. Jay's probably like, Daddy. Wow. <laughs> I, I tuned out on that one. <laughs> Is that the one? That's the newest one, that's right? That's the newest one. I can say I haven't seen it. You don't. No? No. Have you seen it? No, I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> no, don't, don't say that yet I... because that's never going to happen. Well, uh, well, not with you, but what if I wanted to watch it later? You know, but I don't know. You, you know? know what's not going to happen for me? I wasn't like a me? huge Smurfs what? fan. The Emoji Movie. As a kid. Yeah, I heard very bad things about the Emoji Movie. It. You know what? Maybe I will catch it this week just so I can add it to my top ten worst of the well, year. I wanted to see it. You really want to see that garbage? Well, I mean, I think I'm in the camp of people that are like, well, how bad can it really be? I mean, I get it. It's like 0%, right? Still on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, now it's at 3. Let me pull that that up. No, it's only one good. That's only one positive review. No, no, no. I mean, like Patrick Stewart is the poop emoji. He's not in it a lot. Patrick Uh, Stewart's the poop? He's the poop emoji. I mean, who better to be your poop than Patrick Stewart? That's a crap. It's at eight. <laughs> it's at eight percent. I'm sure he got paid a lot, though. I think that joke is probably better than any joke in the movie. Probably For like five seconds. From 39 uh, reviews, is that it's at eight percent? Oh, it got okay. It's coming 8%. up there. It got bumped up. It has hope. Yeah, I'm sure it does. <laughs> in three weeks, it'll get a ten. In three weeks, I don't think anyone's going to be watching this movie. This movie's going to make no money. I think. Oh, I, we also watched the Cheetah Girls. The Cheetah Girls. The Cheetah Girls. Like the Disney original the Disney movie. Original movie Did she like it? Yeah. I watched that when it came out, actually. I didn't see, I think there were like two and three, right? Yeah. Like there was like sequels. I, yeah, I haven't seen those. I sequels. only saw the first one. But she liked that one too. You know, we saw this this week and I was pleasantly surprised. I didn't love it, but I, I was fine with it. It was a girl's trip. Oh, Girls Trip. It oh, was yeah, actually was really it? good. I've heard very good things about that. You know what it is? The trailer was extremely misleading. Like, yeah, you it makes you're it... going to get like some like party movie, almost like you know the trailer Rough for Night. Rough Night. Or like Think Like a Man. If That's what I really like to me. Yeah, like, well, you know, I really like Think Like a Man. No, I liked it too. The second one is okay. I like the first one better. But Girls Trip, yeah, there was more thought behind it. So, yeah, like, it's you, more about It wasn't just like they're like partying how... and this. Like the, It got into like real issues, their friendship, 20 years, like all this stuff. And and I mean, um, I can't remember the actress's name now, but the girl that played Dina is hilarious. Not to me. That's no, really, she was great. She was the worst part of the movie for really? me. No. Well, because, because she's in very a group, obnoxious like, you know, we, we've been friends for over 10 years now. Uh-huh. 
we don't have anyone that's that crazy. Shout out to Waggy. He's probably the craziest friend we have. But yeah. he's not. He has levels. I and think she's he would be like, your Dina. But she, he's actually. not. Waggy's funny though. Yeah. I don't think if you watch this movie, she just got really yeah, she annoying. Like the Zach Galifianakis of the. Nah, she's worse. I think. Okay. No. You know who I actually really liked in the movie? And it's, I I don't really like anything she ever does. Is Jada Pinkett? I thought she was good. Okay. Jada I, you was don't good. Like anything she ever no. did? I'm not really into her. Wow. Scream. Matrix. You can't count Scream. She's in it for like five <laughs> no. minutes and she dies like right away. Yeah, but she died so well. You know, I, I mean... I've just found out. This is like how little I used to watch movies like these types of movies back when I was younger. I just found out she wasn't set it off. Yeah. And that's what the connection that she has to Queen Latifah. Okay. I love Queen Latifah. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm pretty sure there's other connections. They're probably like real life. But... She was good though too. Queen Latifah was good in yeah. it too. Yeah. Well, I like all. Of I think Queen they're, ke- they're ke- despite I didn't lie. like the Dina character. Their whole, their chemistry was good. All. Of- well, I think yeah. I think um, Regina Hall, like everyone that was in it, was great. Like they played off of each other really well. Yeah, I um, like their chemistry. The narrative was great. Okay. Uh, Luke Cage himself, Mike Coulter, was himself. in this. He plays the he plays the husband. he plays the token cheating husband. Well, I mean, yeah, okay. Well, I mean, spoiler alert. That's not a spoiler. Tate is in the movie? Wow. Yes. That's who you were like, who's that? I was like, oh, it's the guy from Crash. Tiffany Haddish played Dina. Yeah. Yeah. I actually never heard of her. I think she's fairly new. Like, she's still getting her I've I've seen her around before. But she was was hilarious. Regina Hall and Jada Pickett. That's a good mix. Yeah, no, it's a good cast. It's a really good movie. I I I think you'd enjoy it. Yeah. It's definitely not. The trailer was definitely very, very, very misleading. It's very misleading. It makes it seem like one. They put the most probably the unfunniest lines in the trailer that made (laughs) me think I'm like, oh, this is going to be garbage. No, it was was good. It was good. And um, they got to, you know, they got to do different things. Essence Festival down in NOLA. That's a a big thing in the South. That's a big thing. So like they were all like going. I mean, that's primarily why they were there. I would pay money to just get David in the middle of Essence Festival. (laughs) <laughs> just a snap a picture <laughs> so lost <laughs> i'd be into all that party. i know you would but you'd just be like what is happening <laughs> another thing this week we have so some... definitely see girls trip yeah sure give it a shot give <laughs> us you know support support it in theaters there you go. also releasing this week was um the first look at snoke i don't know if you saw it from the last jedi snow snoke first oh snoke from... uh, no i have not Supreme Leader Snoke. Isn't that? I, thought, I, I feel like I've seen that picture before. No, it just released this okay. week. Well, yeah. I mean, that's kind of how it looked in you the kind of In no Force Awakens, you kind of saw like a faint, like bluish tint, grayish when yeah. it came up on screen. But now we got more of an inside look. Detailed look. He looks very Voldemort-ish. Yeah. He does. He looks that's like Voldemort has some really bad plastic surgery. There you go. And like he's about to sue the doctor that attempted to give him that surgery. Right after Deathly Hollows Part 2. Word. Um... The theories have started to come up, and I mean... I've heard the theories. The theories are very interesting to me. Very interesting. I mean, that's what I love about Star Wars, and I've always loved about Star Wars, is the fact that they don't give us anything. So all we have is just sitting here, like, thinking of who could possibly this be. I think it might be the one that everyone's talking about. It might be Plagueis. I had uh, someone on one of the Facebook uh, groups that I'm on, um, I believe it's Ryan's from uh, Ryan Spinarak. Uh, they said that they think it's Palpatine, and I'm like, that's what I think it is. You think it's Palpatine? I think it's Palpatine. He's lost a lot of weight. Yeah, I mean that's what ha- kind of what happens when you die. Oh, you think they brought him back to? The- He's back from the dead. Yeah, I'm thinking basically he never died, and you know they kind of stuff, and then he comes back as him. 
Interesting. I st- I'm gonna go with Plagueis. Yeah, we'll, we'll wait to see. I mean, I don't. Yeah. What if he's nobody? What if he's just some random? <laughs> Jen showed Jen showed me the other day. She showed me this uh, one of the characters from. Uh, it was one episode, of the little Jedi. One of the little younglings. Yeah, that training. Anakin kills in Episode Three. Though I don't know if you remember, it's towards when he's like destroying all the well, Jedi. Actually, whatever. We'll when be order, sure to put this on, up on Instagram so you guys. When can Order Sixty Six was Palpatine gave Order Sixty Six yeah. and they were killing all the Jedi, and then uh, the little boy is like, "Master Anakin, they're killing everybody. What are we going to do?" And then Annie just pulls out the lightsaber. That's what you think it is. I think Annie killed the fuck out of him. So oh, people are actually him. equating that this kid's like it's the same eyes, and this guy, this kid has like aged and i guess like if obviously if he was killed or <laughs> you know attacked, how lost audience will be that's him you know but they're looking like they're comparing the blue eyes for snoke who's he mad at him. now it's crazy i mean it, it will only work he's if mad darth at the vader. jedi it will only work if darth vader was still alive like it was me anakin well, well maybe he blames the jedi because it is he doesn't really know what no, happened. but, but just, then um, somehow he's like friends or like training the uh his grandson or something like that. I don't know. See, it's it's interesting. Well, I'm just you talking about really the reveal itself. Like, who's he gonna reveal to? Like, he's gonna go reveal to like Luke. Like, it's me. I don't know who you are. Yeah. Also, this week uh, we saw a screening of An- Annabelle Creation. Uh how was it? I loved it. Really? It was really good. Okay, you awesome. know what I? You That's know what I didn't love? And what? I was. I've been waiting four days to talk about this. I have never Uh-oh. been in a theater. With more annoying people. Oh no! Than I have for that screen. On a screener too. That's what I'm saying. Like that's weird. So usually with screeners we have really good luck and we don't have any really crazy problems. And there's nothing more that I love than being in a theater. Like when I go to a Marvel movie or DC movie or Star Wars, mm-hmm. you cheer, you boo, you yeah. do what. Don't fucking talk throughout the movie. Yeah. Like, so you have like the, the noise the, goes with the movie. Basically. Yeah, you have the token group of people. Okay. Like we had a the, major commentary section right behind us. Awesome. Like that that had something to say every time, oh, and no. it's one of those. I I'm sure we've gone to the movies plenty of times, like when we were younger. That you have like those token teenage groups that are like yeah. have to like try to be funny for everything. Oh, we so, definitely did that for Fantastic Four. Yeah, but yeah, I'm talking we, about like too. so like <laughs> so like we're sitting there and then something's going on and then like. You hear someone like, don't go in there. Oh, yeah, that's annoying. And I'm like, all right. This ain't Thriller, man. Like, in my head, I'm like, (laughs) like, they are trying to be so funny, and then no one's laughing. Yeah. So, it's probably, I think it's probably the worst theater experience with the crowd that I've had in a long time. Oh, man, that sucks. I wasn't too terrible with the crowd. I mean, there were some, like, little minor annoyances, because it would have been better to be, like, quiet and then a little more suspense you know it kind of adds to the eerie feelings and everything going on but i also kind of felt like i liked that the movie was kind of bringing out these these reactions in people and like they were all there with me feeling it like i'm watching this thing and then all of a sudden the doll's head turns or something happens and then you're just like (gasps) and it was a little less scary than if it would have been like really really quiet then i think i would have been more freaked out Mm -hmm. but because like other people were feeling it and i could feel their reactions it kind of like alleviated that for me but like i i still felt scared but i wasn't like oh my god i think at times it came off like people were just screaming to scream but yeah then i kind of like people went kind of like when we go on roller coasters and we just scream or just to like just you know, scream. be just to be there, just to be have a, a reaction. I think that's what people were doing. I mean, it's it's good. It had a lot of. It, it didn't have a lot. It had 
a good amount of moments that like I legit got chills. It wasn't that scary, but it like it well, I like the first Annabelle. So I didn't not I, like I, the I first like Annabelle. See, I actually <laughs> haven't seen the first one yet, and I saw this one first before that, and I really like this one. Um, yeah, and I think definitely check it out. Yeah, definitely. It's, and then I this just one, think this one's a lot eerie. better than the than the first one. It okay. kind of has the same sentiment that uh, Ouija had last year. Okay. The first one's garbage. The second yeah, one is but Ouija, really good. Evil was really good. And I, you can find those reviews I wrote the, on realtalklink.com. I wrote, <laughs> I wrote this in my review, too, that um, the same girl that's in Ouija, Origin of Evil, is the same girl that's in Animal Creation. She is, actually. I think she's, like, I think she's got the connection a niche. to, like, oh. so. She, and if she you does saw, it so well. And if you saw the first one and you're in, you've seen all the Conjurings, oh. there's, like, little things that you know, bring up from the Conjuring universe that so you're like, oh shit, there's one in particular that I did not see coming. And when I saw it, when me and Jen looked at each other, we're like, oh shit, like this is actually pretty dope. Um, how funny check- would it be if Jen was part of that commentary crowd, though? I, how annoyed would David be? <laughs> and oh. then comments in the back, and Jen just goes, Jen loves right right yeah. because, yeah. because Jen loves to talk during movies. And <laughs> not I just, always, not always, but it has to be like good. And then sometimes, and I look not, at I and I look questions. at her and I just like, Shh, come on. Sometimes I got questions, but David is just like, no, when I'm at a movie, I'm silent. I'm sitting down Entirely. watching a movie. I don't and need. And it's like you can't even like eat your nacho chips without making a noise. No, <laughs> you eating your chips. No, no I'm being <laughs> I'm being exaggerative, but still, um, no. But it, it's good because sometimes you like, like I said, like you feed off of the reactions of other people yeah. around you too. So it it kind of was it was nice. Like people were watching this movie and everyone was enjoying themselves and they were feeling it and they liked it. That's what. You go to the movies for you want to go to the movies and you want to enjoy yourself and you want to come out like this movie was great. I want to see this again. You tell your friends, you tell whoever like you it want was, that reaction. And it wasn't as good so as I think um, he was successful, the director in doing this. It wasn't as good as uh, The Conjuring in terms of scares, mm-hmm. but it's it's very entertaining. I highly recommend it. They use the doll a lot better in this one as they did in the first one. If you notice, well, I can talk to you about it because yeah. you've seen it. You notice, like, they don't use the doll a lot in the first one. It's kind of like when you see her, they don't make good use of her. And she's not, she's used sporadically throughout the movie. Yeah, it was more about that presence. Yeah. yeah. In this one, she's everywhere for she's the most there. part. Like, once it kicks in, it takes like, about 20, 25 minutes for her you to see her. Once you see her, it's like, she's it's used like, very well. Damn. Yeah. So check out. And David's like, take, I want to go buy it. I was like, No, you will not. I think I'm gonna take the girls to watch that one. Check you out. Should. I think and then like did it. you? I'm I'm sure you know this too. I I told Jen. You know that at the end, they have a little nod to the original Annabelle, which is the Raggedy Ann doll. Okay. So I'm not gonna say what happens with that, but like, there's a little nod to that as well. Awesome. We're and gonna- if you're interested, you can actually go see the doll along with some other artifacts in Connecticut at the uh, Warrens. I believe their home has turned into a museum of sorts. Yeah, and you can actually out. go check this all this and all the other things that have been mentioned don't, so don't far. Don't touch anything. But... Um, oh, no, it's funny because... Yeah, like, I, I'd go into that room and be very, yeah. very careful. So Like, I don't even know that I would want to even the go an- in. The Annabelle doll, uh-huh. uh, they actually have a big sign that says, absolutely no touching. Oh, man. So I do want to go check that out. And I'm yeah. not really into that type of, like, going to, like, haunted things but i'd I'd give that a shot i mean can you imagine working there i'd be like so freaked out i'd be like you hear like a little creak of the door anything and you'd be like how do you know it's not really something and the dog just stare at you all those yeah like you don't know i think we're gonna go next week and we're gonna report from it we're gonna report from it 
There you go. Um, another, the next trailer that it came out. And I was, was just about to mention that. that. Did you see the little tribute to Tim Curry? Yeah, I did. That was, that and, was and if you haven't seen it, you go to our Instagram and you can check it out there. Uh, it, was, it looks great. I mean, it looks spooky yeah. as shit. Did you see that they actually have Pennywise transform in this one? Towards I the saw, end. Yeah. So I wonder if they changed certain things from the book because have you read the book? Jen, because I know Jen's a reader here. A I, uh, I've i read parts of the book, not the whole book uh, completely, but I do. It's on my list to read the whole book before, nice. but in time. So we're going to get part one on September 8th, and then part two will be coming out sometime next year. Um, I'm not sure. I don't think they finished filming yet part two, um, but it is going to be broken up. And I am a fan of the original TV movie um, with John Ritter and just Annabelle part, just part one, right? And what I think me, one, yeah, yeah Lou and I, are, no, she likes the whole thing. Yeah, me I like and the you whole are. Thing. I think me, you're on the same boat. Once yeah. they become adult, that movie becomes hot garbage. Oh, yeah. but see, it had such a good cast. I guess because it had the cast I that guess. was like so. I don't know. They they picked very good people to you know play the kids as adults, and I mean the adults themselves were kind of a hot mess yeah. too, and. You know, um, it'll be interesting to see, but I have a feeling he's gonna try to keep it as much. Um, I believe it's Andy Machete, right? Is that how you say his name? The director of it. He directed. He also did Mama, Mama, right? which is good. I, I did so like Mama. Was great. He. Um, so I think he's gonna stay as true to form. And you know what? Stephen King himself saw the first cut. He saw this first part and he liked it. And it's funny Stephen because King they, doesn't often like his adaptations. They removed. Even because so I think that's a good because it is rated R, which is the best thing I heard about is that it's rated R nice. because you know how like it makes a sense. movie it like this no because a movie like this yeah, is, no, a movie like this is one that would try to get a teen audience mm-hmm. in and the fact that it's rated R is a good well, thing. They didn't include a very controversial scene from the book, but that's why I asked Jen if she yeah, read it. Yeah, that that's, but that that's not in the TV movie either. Well, I think. It's a TV movie though, they're not going to include well, it. Well, I know, TV but movie. it's a very so there's an orgy. There's an there's an orgy in the book. Child orgy. Yeah. Wow, yeah. the losers. Stephen King, what's going on, man? It's I think it, it <laughs> because it's like all about taking like that's the way they can get rid, rid of, of him. Yeah, it's like they're getting rid of their innocence, so to speak. Um, I mean, you know, the intricacies in the book, we'd have to look up exactly what how it's described and like what they kind of go, but it's off of that idea. This show, like Stephen King thinks it fits. I personally, you know, what it reminds me of that. Um, back this has nothing to do with horror, but remember season one of Entourage. Yeah. Where uh, they included that scene of Vinny blowing, like, getting blown by, like, someone. Yeah. And it was just, like, the director's way of challenging him to see if he would respect the director's vision. I see, like, that scene being, like, it doesn't, no. Like, they can find a way to, like, lose their innocence and having, like, some giant orgy as kids. So they, I mean, they did it differently in the TV movie. And now, off the top of my head, I can't see it. So maybe we'll do a real commentary and we should compare. That's a three and a half hour movie. Yeah, but I mean, you know, we can speed it up a little bit. Oh my. Some important parts or maybe even a YouTube video reaction. You know, I'm down. Know. We're going to work, out, work out the logistics. Yeah. Have your people call my people. Yeah. <laughs> work it out. <laughs> and then the, la- the last thing I wanted to talk about before we get into our main topic today is the fact that Wonder Woman is open the campaign for the oscars okay that's dope like i've been talking about this with a lot of people for the last few days and i come off as the asshole because this movie's not getting nominated for best picture and this I movie's not getting nominated for best actress they're this definitely movie's going after it's going for everything they're definitely going for everything and i think it's great just in general the fact that they want to 
you know, compete. Because, I mean, any movie, for, essentially, a studio can put up any movie to just make like, an Oscar campaign. I feel like it's wasted see money. how you go. I think it's wasted money. But I don't oh, think so. Pay? I think in what? certain... You gotta pay to do that? You're, you do. Well, yeah. It's a million of dollars going. It's sort of like it's an election. Can, yeah, you're campaigning to try to get Oscar nominations. Yeah. Which, look, Wonder Woman is great, and we've talked about it on here. But I don't even think it's the best comic book movie of the year. Spider-Man. Logan. I still think Logan. Oh, better. Logan, too. But um, Those two are very good choices. My biggest issue with Wonder Woman, and we've talked about it on here back back in June, was the ending falls a little flat, and we've spoken about it. That's the yeah. only problem I have an issue with. But um, I mean, the only part of the movie I have an issue with. But I think it could get text. If, if Best Actress is really weak this year, there's a chance, like slim chance, that Gal Gadot could get in. I don't. It's not gonna. I don't see it happening at all. I really think it should go for some more of the technical aspects and like the it'll get text. It'll get text. I visual. actually wouldn't mind seeing Patty Jenkins for director. Now David feels differently because we will probably have a different. We'll have Catherine Bigelow. Yes, for I can't wait to watch her this week. And I think it would be fantastic to have two women nominations, but it may not happen because we still haven't really broken that glass ceiling yet. But baby steps and one can hope but for actress i definitely don't think gal she's great a nomination. In it, i think she... there will be some better performances out here i you can't deny that she is great in this role and she's done fantastic with what she's been given and she you know she's epitomizing wonder woman for a lot of little girls out there and i think that's amazing um but i definitely don't think she needs uh, an Oscar nomination for that, but I do hope to see. I don't. I don't expect the best picture either, but I do hope to see something. I wouldn't. You know, I would be it'll totally get for it. It Some won't tech, win, but it, maybe it'll even get. director. I mean, Patty Jenkins did Monster, and look, that was a great movie. It was, but we can't reward the past, even though the, no, we the can't, Academy but, does that. You know, all the time. I mean, can't, but I mean, I hate to sound I like the heel on here, but it's, I, I don't, I don't see it getting any nominations for I'm like the type. I'm trying to go through my mind of all the categories you go to, and every it's all text. Every no, every category I could think it would go on to, or like, oh, well, this movie did it better. This movie, so I really like I, visual. I now, like I see it getting nominated for visual effects, but I think that. No, War for the War for the Planet of the Apes should win. Should win. I think for at least definitely a nomination. I think Logan. I think Hugh Jackman should get a Best Actor nomination. I don't think so. He's gonna get it. It may not happen, but I definitely think he deserves it. You know who I think is gonna? I think that movie, and I actually wouldn't mind the writing for Logan. I don't know. Great script, personally. I found the script to be fantastic. You know what I was thinking? Just the execution about Logan. Who who might get in is Patrick Stewart. Supporting actor, yeah. Because supporting actor and Patrick Stewart is this grizzled yeah. vet, a great actor, and they might just throw him like that nomination just to reward the movie. I don't think they're in a campaign, but I mean, we'll see what happens. And in terms of like Wonder Woman is one of the highest rated movies of the year, Rotten yeah. Tomato wise, but Get Out is also Get Out's not getting nominated for Best Picture. Yeah, it might get screenplay, but I I doubt it even gets that. You don't think yeah, he'll get a director nomination? No, absolutely not. Wait, absolutely not. Wonder Woman. To you? Well, I might. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna, five. Wonder Woman's gonna have that curse. Like, it's a great movie, but it's gonna be other movies that do different. Things and better. Oscar season hasn't even started That's what yet. I was about to say. Like, like, we haven't, haven't even seen anything that like the Academy goes for. This is just kicking off. We have two movies, Dunkirk and Detroit, that are pretty much guaranteed to be Best Picture nominees. Best, and Baby Driver is gonna make a running on that. 
I don't think so. Yeah. I want it to. I would love. I would love, love, I would love that. Like, I'm talking about the conversation that Wonder Woman has in front of it. Oh, yeah. I got you. Yeah, because yeah, I like Baby Driver more than Wonder Woman. Exactly. I think. I, I think Logan is a better movie than. Wonder well, Woman. I can't really compare actually, the two. They're so. I was different. actually talking to a, I like them both. a buddy I mean, of mine. Yeah. Actually, I was talking to a buddy Baby of mine. Baby Driver was and fun though. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was like exciting. Like but I still felt think. Like you I think there, Baby Driver is a better to movie than Car. Like I still haven't seen it, but I've heard. Yeah, I think Baby Driver is a better movie than Wonder Woman. I do. I was talking to a buddy of mine, and I was just talking about like how, like Wonder Woman is very important for like female directors seeing like you know female-led roles in superhero films. But I think it might not hit the Academy the way people expect it to. It might. I think that movie might get a lot of Globe nominations because you can split drama and comedy. Mm-hmm. It would not shock me if she gets into one of those categories yeah. because sometimes you got to look at the business aspect of it. And you have the Academy and the Oscars at ratings. I didn't see the ratings. I don't know how high they were last year, despite the fact that you had a movie that a lot of people watched. With La La Land and uh, Hidden Figures, like a lot of people watch those Such movies. Some you have the highest grossing female directed movie of all time. Maybe the Globes will go after it, and maybe that's why the they are pushing it because maybe the Academy will look at it. We got to look at ratings. We got to get more. You know, we got to yeah. higher ratings this year. So I mean, we'll see what happens. I can't. You know, I'm looking forward to this Oscar season. We have a lot of good stuff coming out. So. And Star Wars, so yeah. I mean, look, looking at the fall. I mean, that's another thing. Got to com- compete with Star Wars with visuals, also. So it's gonna have a, t- a tough. I hope. Time. I mean, it's still early. We have four months, well, five months left in the year. I really hope War for the Planet of the Apes wins for visuals, right? Yeah. yeah if it was up to me, Andy Serkis to get an Oscar nomination for Best Actor. Yeah. I mean, it was up to us. It was up to us, but you know, obviously, yeah. it's not. Um, and then also. Did we get into the Justice League trailer? The Justice League trailer drops Saturday. How would it, what? Do you, I want to hear your thoughts. First. <laughs> I want to hear your thoughts first. So, all right, the Justice League trailer looks better than the first one. Can we agree there? No. No, you think it looks worse? I think it, I, this one made me not want to watch the movie more. I, I'm still, I am still very met about it. And I was talking to two guys that are very into comic book films that are purists, and they all don't like anything DC. They'll like just the, the Justice League taking a shit for two hours, and they'll be like, <laughs> four-star movie, four-real movie. You want to give him a shout-out? Shout-out to Ryan and Jeremy. <laughs> um, Hi, guys. So there's nothing in that trailer that excites me. The trailer is – I can say it's better than the first one. I hated the first trailer. The second trailer is like, okay, cool. You know what the first thing I noticed? That you can tell that someone else is handling this movie. There's a lot more color in this trailer than the first one. And I, that's kind of the thing that bothers me. Why? Honestly, We've talked about color palette no, and, the, and the need of it. You've, know, you, you've mentioned how you don't like Cyborg. I oh, Cyborg like, looks worse in this that's one. What I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was on a fan. I saw this shit. I was like, yo, he looks terrible. Like, I feel like you can get on your Mac and probably do a better job. Oh, yeah. Probably. But, uh... No, probably not. <laughs> Let's not go that high. But, like, the first shot we get of Batman when he's, like, standing on the tower with the rain uh, to Aquaman swimming to Cyborg, the visuals don't look that good to me. That's what I, that's something that I thought. I mean, um. And I think it has to do with the color. Like, everything's just so shiny. I, I like the color. That's one of the things I did like. I, all right. And something I hated. 
Seriously. Speaking of all, like, I like one scene in the trailer, and I will get into that when you're done. I like the first scene when you first see Wonder Woman, where the Robin, I think we're in her, they're in a bank or something. It looked and, like it looked like a left off scene from the Wonder Woman movie. Well, because there's color, yeah, I'm and you're so used to like Scott, Zack Snyder movies and like and and B versus S not having but color. I, I think the Wonder Woman movie did the color better than this. Oh one. yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Yo, wait, because because they're changing everything now. Wonder oh, Woman from the Island get was, was always like. Who didn't want to live like, there? Was was full of color. Like, I hate, hate, hate Ezra Miller as the Flash. That was my one, my one good scene, dude. The more he Can talks, the less, yet? the less I want to see him on screen. Do you watch the Flash show? Uh, I've seen a couple episodes. That guy's a good. It's too dip. It's like Ezra Miller's never read a comic book in his life. The way he's portraying yeah, the his character. The one thing I like was at the end when they were talking to Commissioner. Gordon oh, I thought that was very like, unfunny. I actually liked it. Really? That was the only scene I liked. Um, and I hate to, I hate that we're tearing this apart. I want it to be good, but it, it just doesn't look. It doesn't look that good. It looks, it looks like two people are working on this movie and they're having a really hard time with it. All right, can, let's talk about the ending, man. Can everybody agree that we know who the hell Alfred's talking to? Yeah, it's fucking like, Superman. Who was it gonna be? Green Lantern? Well, not even that. They did didn't you know- to him though? No, but they the thing did, is, yeah. did you notice in the trailer? There's a red fucking... Yeah. I'm like, come on, man. Stop like, why, with the... Why are you trying to hide it now? Although, is he supposed to come back in, like, a black suit? I think yeah, he is, but he's supposed we'll see to. How that but does that black suit have a red no, cape? No, it's just a black suit. It's just straight Unless up black, it, right? Uh, Martian, uh, Martian Manhunter. I don't... That could also I be think it's true. Superman. It's obviously Superman. It kind of takes creativity, and I don't think Snyder and the boys have any creativity Alfred right now. says, oh, he said you'll show up. I hope you're not too late. Like, the only people that Batman in this universe knows... Is Wonder Woman and Superman? Yeah, so I mean, I think I think it's Superman, but we'll yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. Hopefully, because when, when I what I reported this week on the site is that there's uh we didn't having trouble mixing both scripts up, connecting like it was like connective tissue issues with yeah. both scripts. If you're having an issue with that, and the movie comes out what in three November four months, in November November seventeenth. Come on, like you, you expect that to be deadline. great, yeah. and it's like these reshoots are costing them at least twenty five million dollars. So, on a business standpoint, you're like watching them. You're you're thinking, I'm like, all right, you're spending an extra twenty five million. How much more money does this movie have to make to even even out? It's gonna make it, unfortunately. I don't think so. Look at ba- look at Batman vs Superman. They even make a billion dollars. Oh man! And it's the first time you have Batman and Superman on the big screen together, and you don't make a billion dollars. You know, it yeah. goes to say how powerful Marvel is. And I keep harping back, like, the MCU is, like, and I don't hate DC because I've loved everything, you know, Batman for years. I love the Dark Knight trilogy. I love Batman 89, and, you know, so on and so forth. Isn't is Snyder out, though? I think they said After that. this, he's out. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's, so. I really need to go in a different direction. Yeah. I, I, speaking I, of Marvel, you were wrong. About what? We did not, unfortunately, get the Infinity War show. But we did get Thor, and we, Thor oh looks so good. That is one. We, it wasn't my favorite. Batman Black Panther, which I'm more excited about. I don't know which one. They both look great. But I have read reports that Thor is going to be a very important movie as far as the Infinity War. Yes, because uh, I don't want to talk about this. Shit. Something happens in Thor Ragnarok that leads into... Oh, yeah. I mean, you could tell it's very Guardians of the Galaxy-ish. Yeah, there's a specific thing that happens yeah. in Thor Ragnarok that will lead into yeah. Infinity War. I mean, I'm not going to talk about and, it. We'll uh, see. For the comic book uh, lovers, they might... The, vi- the villainous yeah. is going to probably replace an important character or is she i don't know i don't know if they're like replacing her or like reimagining her as an important character in the infinity war so that's gonna be exciting to see um thor looks good but the best trailer out of the con for me here we go was stranger things 
I haven't seen it yet. Stranger oh, Things. It's because it. I haven't finished the first season. Oh, okay, episode. then don't watch oh, it until yeah, you get to don't, don't. The Stranger Things season oh, two trailer incorporates so okay. much of 1984. Okay. And from Michael Jackson. And they use Thriller, the, the song. Nice. And they incorporate the it's song really with certain scenes in the show and the trailer that you're just like blown oh, man, the fuck And that away. drops thriller. October 27th. On Netflix. There you go. Another movie I watched yesterday before we go back in. Thanks to Thriller. 13 going on 30 we saw. Oh, I That's love fun. 13. That's like yeah. one of my favorite That's movies. She, she loved that one too. That's actually where I fell in love with Mark Ruffalo. Shout yep. out to the Hulk. There you go. Yep. That's where. The Hulk was Where it all happened all for movie. me. <laughs> yeah. That's where it all. Oh, it's such a good movie. It's it's actually, it has a really great soundtrack. Uh, one of my favorite rom-coms. All throughout. Yeah. Like, it's just fun. It's like, yeah. you know, 30 flirty and thriving. Yeah. So we saw that one. So. Uh, oh, she probably too, liked it. I can't wait. You can't gotta, wait. you gotta. When you finish, you gotta let us know what you think. Yeah, because right now my favorite trailer was the Thor one. But I'll, yeah, when you when don't, finish, when you, yeah, when you then get you can to watch it. it. All right, now we get to what I've been waiting for for a very long time. Dun, dun, dun. We've been holding off from top ten for a few weeks for this particular reason. This week we'll start our best of the decades. The reason we're doing this is because a few weeks ago, off the air and on the air, I think we mentioned it too. I personally feel the 1970s are the greatest decades in film. And I've had to swallow my opinions. Why? Because I didn't think they were until I had to do this list. <laughs> well, I kind of like I kind of was with Dave where I said like, no, nah, I don't know if it is the best decade in I thought films, it was going to be the 2000s. But I don't know. I might have to agree that there were some pretty amazing hits in the so, 70s. Although nostalgically, I'm an 80s girl. Yeah. So what we decided to do was count down the 70s, the best of the 70s, 80s, 90s. 2000s and 2010s so far. Are we going to do an overall best after that? We could give that a shot. Yeah, we'll take the top two of each one. I'm down. There you go. Um, I had a very difficult time with this because of how I feel about this decade. You, uh, I heard you broke records. I broke records because I have Let between, know. <laughs> between 15 and 17 honorable mentions. How? Damn. <laughs> That's how good the seventies were. We're getting out of honorable mention room right now. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, I can I can promise <laughs> I can promise that after this week there won't be as many honorable mentions for the decades. But it was just like, it's like participation. There's awards now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I hate participation awards. He does. I, I think they should be like, like taken away from every was made in the 1970s. It made Dave's list. <laughs> no, nah, man, it's like I had I had such a difficult time because there's so many movies that. Yeah, they wouldn't you know make what? my 10, but I think they, sh- they need to be mentioned. Of how- I can't talk because I think I have like 13 honorable mentions. I cut mine down to three. I was responsible about it. But, uh, but, yeah. but before <laughs> that, reckless. before we get started on our list, this week we did a little poll on okay. Friday. I wanted to see what other people thought. What was their favorite film of the 1970s? And the results are? We have a few. We have different opinions. So I'm going to pull this list up. I'm going to name Definitely need a soundboard. Yeah, we definitely. <laughs> we need to get working on a soundboard. All right, we will so, do that. Maybe in post. First off, I'm gonna go on our on our poll from Twitter, um, from Facebook. Okay. Kevin from Chicago. Oh, I was like Sh- the infamous Kevin. No. <laughs> our Kevin. Shout out to Kevin. His favorite film of the '70s was Star Wars. No, okay. no problem with that. Shout out to Casey. Her favorite Woo! her favorite film of the 1970s was Animal House. And okay, I actually Casey. said I'm not really a big fan of animal house it's a good movie i think if you you're in a frat or a sorority you kind of get where that's going from too it's An- that college party movie another listener of the show chris kamizi he mentioned a few movies that i'd never heard of um the poseidon adventure 
and the top. <laughs> sounds like a straight to DVD movie. <laughs> and uh, and the Towering Inferno. I have yet to see those. Uh, Phil Kane, a contributor to our Patreon page, his favorites were Star Wars, The Godfather Part Two, and The Exorcist. All okay. very good movies. Good another another listener, Jeremy, Star Wars, classic. I've seen a trend here. Yeah, it's probably Star <laughs> um, Wars all over. Another Patreon, another Patreon subscriber, Jose. His favorite was The Exorcist and The Warriors. Okay. Shit, I forgot about the Warriors. No, yeah, it's horror. actually on know. my list. It's uh, on my honorable mentions. Warriors is on my honorable mentions as well. Yeah. So as you can see, the '70s has such. Do you? They have movies that you probably didn't even know came out in the '70s when you were doing. Yeah. So it just shows how how big that decade was. It's funny because you're making these lists and you're trying to think. And then, you know, I also come from it at like movies that I could watch over and over and exactly. over again. And then even some movies, I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah, that was that was in the 70s. I was 78 or something. 79 you know, even, was a big year, man. Yeah. Even if it comes come down closer, it's kind of like, oh, wait, I thought that was an 80s movie. But no, it's not. Or maybe you watched it in the 80s, but yeah. then, like, you didn't realize, so. It came out, like, December 79. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, since you had the shortest, smallest honorable mention right, list, yeah. I, I, I yeah, first. since these mountains of movies are going to come later. All right. We're going to start off with Chinatown. Okay. Oh, that's a good. <gasps> that's an honorable mention that's for me as well. Mention. That's a good movie, but now you just prompted something else. Okay, oh, keep snap. going. Oh, Edits are happening. <laughs> the Deer Hunter. Oh. That didn't make your list. I don't mention because I didn't want to put more than one war movie in my top ten. Really? You can guess what the other one is. Yes, yes. Uh, And my last one is Close Encounters of the Third Kind. It didn't even make my honorables because I haven't seen it yet. I still haven't seen it. Yeah. One of Steven Spielberg's best movies, in my opinion. All right. Since you have 13, you want to go next? Or do you want me to go? Is it 13 going on 30? I think now (laughs) it's actually 14 because Blue just prompted something else. Um, Okay, so I guess... In sort of a particular order, but not so much. Um, so my honorable mentions. Don't kill me. I put The Godfather. <gasps> no, no, you didn't. I did. But what? wait. But wait. <laughs> what? You won't see part two today's, on my honorable mentions. Today's episode has been brought to you by <laughs> Audible Books because this episode has just concluded for that, <laughs> that monstrosity of the disgrace of not Stop having it. The Godfather on your top ten. Okay, but oh. I didn't put Godfather 2 in my honorable mentions. So there is two is definitely number ten. Oh. <laughs> no, yeah, so she's like, nah, I gotta just throw it in there. No. <laughs> oh my Lance. Again, I went at this. You know, you I you know, were like, make favorites. your list. These are my favorites. These are movies that yeah, mean we, something we gotta, more we to remember me. That, but... These are movies I could watch all the time. And not saying I'm not saying that The Godfather is in a fantastic movie. She's about to throw Star Wars as an honorable mention. You know, no, you, no, it's you know, actually not. Say, you know, just because guys is not on this episode, you don't you don't have to have that shock factor. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> but you know, gosh. like for me, all right. All keep right. going. I got. Oh, I got to hear this. All right. So Godfather was there. Clockwork Orange. <laughs> A fantastic movie, but again, not something that I'm like. Oh, this is yeah, like didn't, didn't make my list at all. More nostalgic oh, for me. Okay, okay. That um, one doesn't hurt me as much as The Godfather. American Graffiti. I still haven't seen which it, which David so. actually hasn't seen, and I keep telling him he needs to watch it. It's actually, um, I don't know that it's George Lucas's first film, but it's basically it, it like is actually. it's is it heard, his yeah. first? Well, it's no, fantastic. One more, really? Mm-hmm. It actually has a. Uh, it has a stellar cast, a very young Harrison Ford for like a minute in it, and uh, Ron Howard, Cindy Williams. It has like a, a Richard Dreyfus. It has a great cast, so definitely check it out. It's like a teen, sort of like a teen dramedy, I would say, yeah. set in the seventies. Um, 
Actually, it's probably set more in the 50s, but it was a 70s movie. Kramer versus Kramer. Now, this movie is was nominated for several Oscars. Uh, Meryl Streep, Dustin Hoffman. Um, when I saw this movie, I was just, like, blown away. Like, the narrative is so good. And, I mean, I guess because I, you know, my parents are divorced, it hit a little close to home, too. But you kind of see the sides. You see both parents' sides. You see... Um, you know, what the child is dealing with. You kind of see his perspective a little bit and how divorce does yeah. a family. Uh, the other stuff is Carrie. Love okay. Carrie. Carrie. The Omen. Perfect with Gregory Peck. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, Warriors. Willy Wonka. Hey, you really dug deep in these, man. Superman. Make it 18. <laughs> Superman. Uh, Escape from Alcatraz <laughs> with uh, Clint Eastwood. Yes. It's a fantastic film, and you're just enthralled from the minute you start. Uh, Taxi Driver. <gasps> Love it, God, but damn. it's not on. <laughs> I had to bump it. Hold on, but I had to bump it because I thought of other movies that needed to go in my top ten. So oh David my just God. broke his phone. On the record, I have not it. dropped my phone at all this episode. Um, David's on two right now. So <laughs> the other one is a French film, La Cage Full, and it's actually The Birdcage. It's the what inspired the Birdcage with Robin Williams and Nathan Lane, okay. but it's the French counterpart, and they also has sequels. But it's hilarious. You should watch it in in French, but they got si- subtitles. Uh, and then the last one that just prompted me was the China Syndrome. It's with uh, Michael Douglas, Jane Fonda, and when you said Chinatown, I was like, yes, uh. you should see this. Like Jane Fonda plays this reporter, Michael Douglas is her cameraman, and they're taking down. It's kind of like an Aaron Brockovich sort of thing, where okay. like there's some scandal going on. I am not watching anything you and say. Whatever, whatever. Right now, <laughs> don't hate. Your turn. Oh my Lanta. All so right. That's my list. Here we go. Get comfortable, Jen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we might be here an hour. All right. Chinatown. Okay. Apocalypse Now. Alien. Uh-huh. Dog Day Afternoon, The Exorcist, Annie Hall, Network, The French Connection, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, Carrie, Saturday Night Fever, Grease, The Rocky Horror Picture Show, which I am very upset that Jen doesn't have that, but maybe it might be on her list. Who knows? Kramer vs. Kramer, Serpico, All the President's Men, and The Warriors. Shout out to every movie made in the 1970s. There you yeah, go. we just did it right now. I'm telling you. Half my list was on your other woman. I mean... I, yeah, I, part a few of those on there, and I won't I, say what. I like exactly you know, like is it, on my sometimes top like 10. you know I get excited, uh-huh. but I was never. Ex- I have you thought that it. yeah, I know. <laughs> I have thought this out about the seventies being the best decade ever, and I mean, I I wasn't talking out of my ass when I said it, and I mean, I I think you guys see now what I was talking about. All right, so I'll kick it off. Here we go. My number ten is the Deer Hunter. Okay. So I love the Deer Hunter for because I took some notes down as well. Oh, boy. It has the juxtaposition of the life of three friends uh-huh. before war and after, after war. And you kind of see, like, what how their characters were before and how, like, happy they were and, like, they were jokey. And then after the war, you just see, like, everyone's, like, yeah. like, not even just a drop in personality. They just – they seem to not give a shit about anything. And, yeah. like – and I think, like – it, you also get a glimpse of what American prisoner of wars were forced to participate in. That scene was crazy. The Russian roulette scene. The Russian roulette scene at the end That's was one of the best. Best scenes at, in yeah. all, any movie. Is yeah. Best. It's with De Niro and Christopher Walken. Amazing. And I, it's also one of the first war films to take the glamour, glamorization away from, like, war. Like, you see war films before, then it's like, yay, Americans, this yeah. and that. But this one showed, like, it's not all rainbows and butterflies and exactly. shit when you go to war. And it shows the realism of it. 
Meryl Streep, a young Meryl Streep was in this as well. And um Oh, she was in everything in the seventies, man. And she was good in everything. Yeah. Dude, Meryl Streep is a goddess. And then uh winner of Best Picture, Best Supporting Actor. I think Best Originals, Best Adaptive Screenplay because Deer Be- Deer Hunter is a book as well. Okay. So yeah, my number ten is the Deer Hunter. There you go. Lou, Lou you're up. I'm up. Dun, 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 dun. I number actually have to see the is Deer Halloween. Nice. It's a little too low on that list, my friend. No, nah, it's not too low on that list. <laughs> Uh, Again, I, this is what it means to you. Yeah, I just Dave. like I said, I recently just watched it. <laughs> One of the best horror movies ever made, in my opinion. Oh, uh, it's so good. As far as there's another, there's another horror movie on my list, but that one just scared the crap out of me. But this one, the atmosphere that it creates yeah. is just amazing. Um, I like I've said before, I don't like the Michael Skinny Michael in this movie, but just his presence throughout the film, you know, doesn't like, count for it. I think he's my favorite Michael. Really? Because it shows him as a real person, and it actually adds to the element of the importance of, like, Michael Myers as a character in that movie, because you're not dealing with this brolic, monster-looking creature. You're dealing with a skinny fucking guy that escaped a a mental asylum, and he just throws a mask on. Like, as opposed to you, like, for example, like, Halloween 6. I don't don't Uh, know the last time you saw it. Is that the Paul Rudd? That's the Paul Rudd one. He is... Brolic, yeah, and I'm like, and I'm like, all right, yeah, he's brolic. Of course, he's gonna destroy everybody. In this one, you have like the chance of these girls actually fighting him off. He just happens to get, you know, get ahead of them. Like what, like twenty one? Yeah, he's twenty one. Yeah. So I mean, I see what your point because you're used to seeing these like Jason and Freddy and like at these brolic. I'm giving up on Jason, man. I'm watching both. Like I said, I watched both of these franchises like here and there. Um, going revisiting them and Jason, man, he's a terrible character, man. I've just finished watching. For me, I just finished watching the franchise this week. The whole thing. Yeah, the whole thing. Um, I think four is the strongest movie, and then one behind. I still think one, and then I like four and six. So I love I one like because two. you never really get hints that it's her, <laughs> like no, not I, one hint. You're like, yeah. so I remember watching that as a kid and being like, totally in shock, like, oh shit, it's her. It was her the whole time. Yeah, what? And then that ending scene when he just pops up, and obviously anyone that's listening to this, I'm sure you've seen Friday the Thirteenth already, and if you haven't, well, spoiler alert. But he just pops up from the boat. Yeah, and well, that's it's a dream like, sequence, but it's yeah, still, but, but it's you still effective. didn't expect it. Yeah, you know kinda, what? It's kind of hinders part two because like, where the hell did he come out of from part there two? There were a lot of '70s movies with dream sequences because also like Carrie had that dream sequence at the end with Sue Snell, and she basically he popped up like she popped up with her hand from the grave, and that was the dream sequence. But effective, like you don't at the time you're watching this movie and you don't expect it. Yep. All right. What is your number ten? Okay, so my number 10, and this is kind of something when I was coming up with this list, I was like, damn, the 70s had such good horror movies. Like, y- you had this fear, like, just everything, the narrative, the the camera work. So my number 10 is actually The Exorcist. Um, it, It's not higher on the list because it's not, like, one of my all-time favorite horror movies, but it's, like, on there. It's not my favorite favorite, but... um. I think. I mean, mo- how much scarier do you get I like than the, the Exorcist? I love The Exorcist, but I also think it starts off really a little too slow it, for my. The t- pacing in the beginning is very because slow. I as I will much say that. as much as the movie tries to develop characters, mm-hmm. I don't need to know about uh, the priests as much as I do. 
because yeah. it doesn't really yeah. it doesn't really have any add anything to it. It doesn't add anything because uh, the way it ends, it ends. Like I want to know about Reagan. Every time yeah. I know Reagan, that's when I care. Yeah. That's why like it made my honorable mention that just didn't make my top ten okay. for that reason. I mean, Go when ahead. I watched it many like years later, obviously I wasn't around when <laughs> I wasn't born when it came out. But when I watched it, like like I was always told like before I saw it, like yeah, all right, are you ready? Like this is like the scariest movie ever, and you have to be ready. And like, yeah, there was like a big all, legend around it. There was that. just like yeah, a huge legend, and it was like I think it came out like in theaters for like twenty five years anniversary or something. And I and I remember telling my mom like I want to go see it, I want to go see it, and she's like, no, you're too young still. Like you know, you can't watch it. But um, I mean, just her crab walk, everything, all the effects they did, and then the fact that I found out that like. This wasn't like some adult person like playing this. This was a kid at the time. I mean, I think Linda Blair was what twelve when she did this movie. I don't know, yeah. And I mean, I'm thinking to myself, oh my god, this is like super scary for a twelve year old to be just acting this stuff out, especially because like you don't well, she know. Said she had fun doing it. Yeah, like you don't know like the real like realistically like you know there are such things as possession and you know you don't you don't know. So a lot of this kind of creates that eerie element. You know, the priest like kind of with the stairs and uh if you go to washington dc in the georgetown area you can actually go see those steps um so yeah so the exorcist it's scary number nine number nine uh my number nine is the original summer blockbuster my number nine is jaws there you go Ah, it's higher on my list little low there buddy yeah it is (laughs) yeah now we're gonna tell you that there's so much better (laughs) movies than that in this in the 70s Jaws is to each his own, though. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, we've talked about it before, so I'll just I'll make this one short. Yeah. So, original summer blockbuster. It's the epitome of what should have been a campy B movie. Yep. And because yeah. of Spielberg's brilliance, turned it into not only a great movie, a great script, a great screenplay, great performances, but the music. What started the summer blockbuster craze when yep. studios realized we can make money, a lot of money in the summer. And of course, John Williams. That score is one of the best of all time, yeah, and I he mean, should half be credited the time for it. You don't even see the shark, and it's yeah, like exactly. you don't have to. Just yeah, by the music, and that's you why, feel and, it, and, and it's you're like, crazy oh when, my God, when little accidents and production problems make a movie better. Yeah, the fact that the, the shark just wouldn't work, and the fact that we barely saw him because it wouldn't work, just made the movie even better. It goes back to like Michael Myers, like it's the atmosphere. It's like you're anticipating that he's there, but you don't even see him. But yep, Jaws is my number nine. Without Jaws, we wouldn't have Transformers, man. Think about it. I know you're excited because (laughs) because of Jaws that we got to see Optimus Prime. What is it? Six times? Five times? I think it was five. five. Yeah. All right, Lou. What's your number nine? My number nine is Apocalypse Now. It's my uh, the top war movie besides uh, Deer Hunter for me. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm with you on uh, on like. Apocalypse Now being better a lot. Most people I know like Apocalypse Now yeah. over. I guess it's just Apocalypse Now is so long, goddamn long, that I forget. Were you watching this movie in order to realize? It's long. No, besides that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Uh, War for the Planet of the Apes took a lot of elements from this. Do tell. Uh, as far as um, the... Like action sequences? Not the action sequences. Like I'm talking a... about like... There's like no action. In the, well, in the, in the story, because oh, basically you know. like, like one army... That's sent out to go get kill off a I see what you general. mean. Yeah. I know exactly what so you it's mean. Basically, yeah. like the humans that come into the end of war is kind of like the story we get in Apocalypse Now. Because they're after Marlon Brando's yeah. character. What's his oh, name really? again in there? 
Sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's another one I have to. I mean, I'm one not. Person asked whose name it was. <laughs> I'm not huge on war movies, so there are a bunch that I haven't seen. Um, so I guess I'll need to add that to the list. Yeah. So see. that was since both movies were fresh in my mind. I kind of put that connection together. But overall, man, the story in this movie, the acting, everything, uh, it really gave us like a good feel of war during that time, especially in the Vietnam era, and the visuals are just. It look, no, I mean, it looks great. Yeah, it's cold. It, and I mean, it just Coppola was on a roll in yeah. the 70s, but that's for other movies in the yeah. 70s that we'll talk about <laughs> later. But Apocalypse Now, it just kind of like bookended the 70s for him. And it was just like, that's what kind of put him when we were doing our director's list on my list because of just like that bookend of the 70s, how great he was during yeah. that time. All right. But yeah, that's your number nine. So my number nine oh, is... Oh, she got a smile on her face. I'm I got a smile because Dave's giving me, like, hard looks <laughs> right now. I know, like, no one's really probably going to have. But uh, my number nine is The Way We Were. I've never heard of that movie. And that is with Robert Redford and Barbara Streisand. And uh, it actually won Best Score and Best Song, The Way We Were, sang by Barbara Streisand for the Oscars. And uh, it's basically a romantic drama somewhat comedy there's some a little a little bit of comedy but it's essentially the story of this uh couple they meet in college they're not really friends they don't know each other and then they kind of reconnect later on and it's kind of it kind of goes through eventually one of them goes out to hollywood robert redford he's a writer screenwriter and it deals with um his interactions with huac which is the house of un-american activities uh, in Hollywood when persecution with everyone thinking you're a communist and all this. And I mean, essentially, it's you're kind of just seeing their relationship and eventually how it doesn't work out through the many, many years that they're together and then not. Um, and then, you know, his character of Hubble. It's been, you know, it's it's constantly talked about in different things. You know, Sex and the City makes a reference to it when Carrie calls Big Hubble and they're in front of the Plaza Hotel. Uh, New York City is also a character in this movie a lot because it's portrayed a lot without it, uh, within it. Um, and it's just, it's a great movie if anyone's interested to watch it. Alrighty. I've never heard of it. And the song. You you know the song. When I you hear the song, the song, you definitely know the song. It's one of those, like, you would know the song <laughs> even if you didn't see the movie. You All guys right. do way too much research for this. <laughs> no, I was yeah, like, no. what? <laughs> you remember the hyphen of the of whatever the company it was? You got Sex in the City references. Oh, the Hugh. I, well, I just name movies. No, 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 because that's like what I con- you know, like that's what I connected to. Because like I was a big Sex in the City fan, and then she's like, oh, Hubble. I'm coming with notes for and the that. Age, that just comes from you know. Awesome. No one. My number eight is one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Oh. Almost made my honorable mention. That should have been an honorable mention. We're going to put it on now. I was thinking about it. It almost made my honorable mention. That's a good one. And I mean, damn. It's uh, Jack Nicholson at his best. I think it's his best performance. The story was pretty interesting in that movie. Yeah, I mean, it's the story, for people that don't know, it's the story of Randall McMurphy, Mm -hmm. who fakes mental illness to avoid prison time. Which, right there, is like, oh, that's pretty... That's pretty interesting for a plot point. Probably would not work now, but at the time, absolutely. And then he becomes like the rebellious wild card in the loony bin. And like, I think what he what works so well with the movies, that he brings life out of these patients that are just like the, they're just there going through the daily motions is because of him. He brings life, life yeah. in, out of them. And I mean, it's entertaining. It's funny at points. And then I love the, the, like the, the back and forth and like the beef with between nurse ratchet and him. And does he, does he, he kills her, right? No, he attempts to kill her. He attempts oh, he to kill her. her. And then, um, I think the gloomy atmosphere of like that, 
mental institution yeah. kind of adds to the effectiveness of it. Yeah, it definitely does. And then, um, I mean, unfortunately, it doesn't end very well for Randall. I forgot the ending of the movie completely. They, That's all um, that's Spoiler alert for a 1970s movie. They, oh my yeah. God. Yeah. <laughs> if you it? haven't seen it now, <laughs> we I, can't do anything. For well, you. they I don't think they don't do this procedure anymore. General a lobotomy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, um, no, they don't. Uh, I think they do some kind of version of it. Take, but like, a piece of your brain out? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Where they think it's gonna help you, you but know, it didn't. they were trying to like be reform, and then in the end, he really does become just another guy yeah. in that mental institution. So I think it works well. Uh, it's the f- it's the second film ever to win best picture, director, actor, and actress. So yeah. I think the importance of the movie in the seventies it broke it set a record because for that, you know, particular accomplishment. So, and yeah. I actually read that um, when I was reading Angelica Houston's memoir, she has a two-part memoir. Um, she, He actually, this was when they were dating because they were together for like 20 years and he actually didn't think he was going to be nominated for this film or anything. And, you know, he took it on because he found the project interesting, but he didn't, you know, he didn't think about it and then he got nominated and it was like, finally, after all these many years of work, he got a lot, and a lot of people love Chinatown as the best performance. He's great in it, but I mm-hmm. think this one is – he is amazing in this movie. And, I mean, people don't realize – I mean, I think no one talks about how good he used to be. I mean, yeah. Jack Nicholson seems to be forgotten now of how good, good for of how good he was for such a long time. You should check out Easy Rider. I think it came out in 1967, Easy and it's one of his Rider. first movies. It's with uh, Peter Fonda. You guys should also. check out Batman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never seen that one. Okay. Just check it out. It's really good. in that movie, right? Uh, <laughs> no, I think he plays like Alfred. Oh, there you go. Yeah, but yeah, Clockwork mm. Orange. I mean, Clockwork Orange. Wow. Uh, Cuckoo's Dang, Nest. Spoiler alert for number. Spoiler alert <laughs> for number seven. Cuckoo's I Nest. My shit up, man. You guys are reading memoirs for a movie I didn't even make a list. No, what no, I did, no, no. This is. No. <laughs> I just read that for fun. I just like her so. So yeah, Cuckoo's Nest is my number no eight. Lou. All right. What, what number are we up to again? Eight. <laughs> and my nose is going cuckoo. My number eight is. Not Guardians of the Galaxy. That's a list. <laughs> <laughs> Taxi Driver. Taxi Driver. Taxi Driver. So good. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, David's giving me this. The power time. combination of Nichols, not Nicholson. Wow, De Niro. <laughs> like going all over the place this episode. Uh, De, Niro, De Niro, Scorsese. Scorsese. Uh, you know, that. Marty. That whole combination between the 70s and the 80s was tremendous. So this is another one of the top notch movies. Uh, De Niro with a great performance. Uh, it's my second favorite De Niro performance. Yeah, he he plays a pretty interesting character. Uh, yes, kind of a vigilante ish, kind of a little bit. I mean, I, I have more to say later. Oh, yeah. He's got more, I figured. but we'll. <laughs> yeah. So we can so we can my, add yeah. Jodie uh, Foster. That was like one of her first films. We'll get more to it later. Uh, <laughs> all right. So. I have a lot to say about that. Number eight for Jen, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so David's gonna yell at me now. Godfather Two. <laughs> oh, this is this is fun. I'm gonna lay back. <laughs> Again, it has to mean to you. I'm gonna have no phone by the end of this episode. No, the phone is on a heater, folks. You know, yeah, seriously. Uh he's gonna slam it against the wall again. Um, no, Godfather Two. It's a great film. You get more of the story of the Corleone family. Um. Al Pacino is fantastic. I mean, Diane Keaton, everybody, everybody in the film, it, you know, 
I will say with the exception of three, because three three is all right. It's not it's not the best. Three is not as bad as people make it out to but be. I just want to say that. I think I also need to rewatch three. But I will say, like, I will equate it to like, you know, when I watched The Godfather more when I was younger, it it didn't it didn't mean as much to me as I guess like it does now. I think especially when we got to see it, um what was it, part of the Tribeca Film Festival, when we got to see it in Radio City, that was an experience too and like I think I can come at it more as an adult now understanding more of what Michael and his decisions are and, and the way and with the family and like everything that goes into it. And um, it's a different perspective I have now watching it again as an adult. But I mean, the movie is fantastic. Is it my favorite movie of all time? No, but that's because it's Obviously I can't. Not. Yeah, not. But that's because, you know, it, I mean, you know, it's. I don't know. It's not something I can watch all the time, but I watch it when it's on, when it's been on AMC. When you know, David you get those. Week. David puts it on. <laughs> no, um, I can't even watch that once a week. It's too long. It's that. Well, that's I the thing. That it's long. It's an epic. It's like you know, you get enthralled into the story, and you get all your bases covered. The narrative. It's very detailed, um, and it's a great film. But for me, I. You know, I had to lower it beca- a little bit on my list because I had other ones that Boy, meant more to me. Boy, did you lower it. Well, you know, I know it's probably going to be your number one. Please, so. God, for, for my entertainment, please, God, let Star Wars be number six. Just oh, my for, God. I, I, think I'm wa- <laughs> I, think I'm, I think I'm walking out of this room if Star Wars is not at least top five. Oh, man. Um, all right. So my number seven is, spoiler alert, Clockwork Orange. Um, It's probably my second favorite Kubrick film after 2001. Uh. It's a story about the. F- it's a story about free will and anarchy, which yeah. I loved. Um, and I don't know if you knew this. I know Lewis is gonna hate that I did more research on this too. <laughs> yeah, um, our research is a it's one. actually the movie assisted in the the over the top violence in the film assisted in in uh, loosening cinema standards into violence in film. Okay. Because of the uh, over the top violence. Well, that I actually knew, so I don't feel too bad. Okay. Good. 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 <laughs> Um, it's one of Kubrick's press. Even Kubrick was like worried about it. Too. Yeah, he was like he even was concerned of how violent it was for the time. Well, I mean, when the movie opens, essentially, I mean, I mean they're raping. They're gonna gang well, no, rape they're, someone. No, they're, well, they at well, once the movie opens, you see them just hanging out. Yeah, and then they, and go, then, they beat up the bum, right? And then and they then, go rape the the yeah. woman, and then we go to the film's conclusion where anarchy wins because he retracts back. And the movie ends when he's, you know, you hear Beethoven again in the background and he's just like, I'm cured. It shows that, you know, his free will, not only is his free will back, but the anarchy in his mind is back. And Kubrick is just fantastic with this. Uh, Malcolm McDowell is great as Alex. So, oh, yeah. No. So nice if you ever get to meet him in person. Yeah, he's, he's very, very nice friendly. Yeah, this uh, movie didn't make my list because, I mean, it was a great movie. It just didn't. Uh, resonate with me that much no yeah i mean kubrick is very oh so lewis gets a yeah right but i get the stink <laughs> face because the clockwork orange and the godfather are two different levels of movies oh my god i can't All believe right. the godfather is not on your list i'm just i mean i didn't uh, say it wasn't on my list oh lewis oh me uh we're not no, there no. yet yeah, <laughs> no i'm talking, talking about you All right. No, so yeah my number list. seven is clockwork orange yeah. lou what is going on with my notes man what do you get like no he's like putting a new note i gotta like turn on my phone number seven is alien Okay, cool. Oh, the first one, the, the horrible wow. one, but uh, you know it's a great atmosphere. It was something unique when it first came out. 
uh, gave us a whole introduction to this beloved franchise now. That brought us Ripley. Us. He brought us Ripley. Ripley. Who the most busted important. out in part two. Yeah. Which, we'll which get, is my favorite. We might get back to next week. We will. Yeah. <laughs> I know on my end we will. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's definitely one of my favorites. But yeah, I mean, we talked about this movie. We um, talked about so it before, how great it is. It holds a very nice place in Jen's house. Not Alien. No, Alien, not so much. Wait, aliens. I thought, I thought you liked Alien more than Aliens. No. I like both, but Aliens I like better than oh, Alien. I thought you were like the odd one out that liked Alien more. No, no, I, I like Aliens, aliens more, more, too. No, Guys likes uh, oh, it's Alien. Guys. No, oh, Guys like Alien more. Yeah. Oh, so oh, guys, she's so yeah. badass in Aliens. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. So right. It's probably not on your list, then. No, it's not oh, on my list, actually. Wow. And I forgot. I should have mentioned it honorably. <laughs> but I, you know. Should have mentioned it honorably. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What is your number okay. six? So, wait, number seven. Seven, yes. Seven. Uh, you're skipping ahead. Okay, so my number seven is Jaws. Um, so, yeah, it's such it's such a good movie. I can watch it whenever it comes on, like, over and over and over and over again. And I can even sit through two, three, four. <laughs> I think Jen's going to petition for a 24-hour marathon of Jaws on um, TNT. I think we should. Week? Are we in Shark Week? Yes. Yeah, I, I think, think that was last week. To Shark Week, Michael or Phelps we were, shark. yeah, he did. He did something did with the shark. Went? No, he didn't. Win. <laughs> He's a shark, <laughs> <laughs> <It's> an aquatic <laughs> monster. <laughs> um, no, I mean the whole movie. You get into it. I think the 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 pacing of the movie is good. I think the story, the narrative, you care about like Roy Schneider's family. You care about his ordeal as the sheriff and trying to run the the mayor is like fucking horrible. Like I hope never to have a mayor and actually my town does have a mayor but he gave no fucks yeah so he doesn't care like he's like whatever we need to keep the beaches open and it's like dude some little boy just died like you don't do that i felt so much for that mother reminds you of chris christie um yeah seriously (laughs) oh (laughs) shout out to chris christie that was a great Um, No, yeah. He closes beaches, oh yeah, he closes. Yeah, you're, he right, closes you're right. Them, you're right. And he only for him. He doesn't want the residents of New Jersey to make money. Sorry. Right. Nah, I'm gonna send this to his office. Um, <laughs> he's gonna ban our podcast. He's gonna close down a bridge. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck him. Um, I like. I felt like, you feel it. You're watching the story, and then you feel it when the mother realizes her boy has been killed, and and then the teenagers in it, and you're just kind of there, and uh, it's just, it's such a good story, and it's like, people were legitimately afraid to go into the water. I mean, this movie I still what shouldn't it, right, like, I mean, you think, you always kind of think about it, you're always like, oh, what could it be? And I mean, Jaws really started that fear, and like, again, the music, like, you didn't need to see the shark, because as soon as the music went on, you knew, you were like, he's coming, like, he's near, where is he? And you're watching, and you're waiting, and you're like... <gasps> And you can only imagine, like, having your feet in the water and, yep. and yeah. So, I mean, it's a great film. And Thanks to Jaws, if I'm in a beach, if, if, it got to be, like, right like right below my chest. I'm not going deeper than that in the beach. Yeah, yeah you're, you sa- like... you're safe. I'm safe there. All right. It got to be, like, a land-walking shark to get me there. And then that ending scene, I mean, when they're finally, like, doing battle, I mean... Shout it's... out to Jaws for the revenge, where his yeah. relative comes and haunt and and uh, stalks the, the family. Jaws three D. <laughs> I actually want to see Jaws three in three D with like glasses and stuff. Red and blue ones. Yeah, yeah. I think my mom saw that. Shout out to my mom. I think she saw that in theaters actually. <laughs> She's like, it was horrible. All right, moving on Shout to number to six. <laughs> my number six is Taxi Driver. There you go. I had it a little higher, but then like doing. 
been finishing on my list, I moved it down to number six. I would imagine. So Taxi Driver is my favorite Scorsese film, and that's crazy with all that the great, crazy. yeah, with all the great movies that he has. Taxi Driver has always been my favorite Scorsese film. Um, I love the fact that it's a Vietnam vet who sees how New York, how gritty New York is, yeah. and that's before I even get into Travis Bickle's character. I love the fact that Scorsese shows the grittiness of New York City in the 1970s with like. You ain't taking your kids to Times Square in the 1970s. I can nope. tell you that. Oh, he did not man. buy it then. No. Yeah. yeah, so it Wait, shows. Disney owns Times Square. Disney did, did, yeah, Times Square. Once Times Square. When it bought it. When it bought. Disney bought Times Square in like the late 90s, and that's what turned Times Square around. that Disney does not own. Disney, no. you know, Disney runs the world. There Actually, Disney should and run the world. And I'm not mad at it. Yeah, because everyone's so nice at Disney. Uh, Shout out to Di- Walt Disney World and Disneyland and all that fun Disney Can you send stuff. us on vacation? You should take. <laughs> we'll do a live shout out episode. to Disney. They're they're good. I I hope they send us to the closing ceremony of the Great Movie Ride that's closing uh, in two weeks. We're so bummed about so that. Bummed. But yeah, Taxi Driver. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, it captures the greatness of New York, nineteen seventies. Um, and um, it's kind of similar to the to the Deer Hunter in terms of like the aftermath of war. Yeah. What it does to like to Travis Pickle, who is definitely going through PTSD. Yeah. And. He thinks he's Batman. <laughs> well, yeah, man. He just wants to f- clean the city. Yeah. And, like, and it's something that Iris. doesn't get mentioned enough with the movie is that he really tries to fit in again. And, like, he tries to date. And it just – I don't think that when he went on that date and he took her to the porn theater, I don't think he had bad intentions. I just think he had a difficult time adjusting, fitting, adjusting and fitting back in. And I think they capture that scene perfectly yeah um the end who knows like i think he really did uh do that like i don't want to get to spoiler territory yeah but like that little well yes i think he does talk about i it. think he does rescue jody we'll put a spoiler alert yeah but i do i do think he dies my last shot of him just laying down yeah with, with all his bloody face and he has his mohawk I and think that he was does Harvey die. Harvey Keitel, right? Harvey yeah. Keitel, yeah. And then at the end, when he picks her up again on the taxi, I think that's all in his, in his head. head that he passed. That's okay. head, that's his ideal end. Yeah. So that's what I feel. And I mean, a taxi driver is great. I mean, you you have you have Goodfellas, you have Raging Bull, but I think Taxi Driver is a Scorsese film that makes you think a yeah. lot. So that's why that hits my my list. All right, what's your number six? Number six is The Exorcist. Uh, terrified the shit out of me when I was a young kid. Uh, like I mentioned with Jenna, it was pretty much a legend around these parts uh, where every kid would be like, it's part of the scariest thing you ever seen in your life. It took me a while to actually see the movie. I think I didn't see it until it was like maybe like in middle school. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, it lived up to his word. Uh, every scene was just creepy. It did have a little slow buildup, but I, to me, it just added to the eeriness of the overall film. Um, and just the way that you see her transform from throughout the movie, the makeup in that movie was fantastic. And, yeah. I mean, it's, I think what adds Halloween are like my number one and two all time great horror movies. Yeah. I think what adds to that movie too, is the fact that of all the shit that happened on, on set. Yeah. So that adds to the creepiness of, of it. stories for that movie. Yeah. All right. Moving on to your number six, John. What do you think it is? I don't know. It's probably going to upset me. It's probably Star Wars. <laughs> Now it's Rocky. Okay. Rocky is my number six. Mine's a little higher, but Rocky's on my list. Um, too. I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, we can talk about it more when. Yes. If you guys have it on your list, is it on your bring list? Bring it too up Luke? higher. All right, so um, we'll, we'll pat. We'll so I'll give it a small, a small thing. But Rocky, I don't know, man. The underdog. He's fighting. He's he's trying to live his dream. Trying to get out. Trying to make something of himself. Um, I think Sly did a great job. Um, just in this role, and it, you know. You feel you feel it with him. You feel it along for the ride. You're feeling every moment. I mean, just everything. I mean, you run up those steps. You want to run up. I mean, we were in Philly well, the other I, day, and I tried to make did, David did run, run up the steps. Up? No. David oh didn't want to run up the steps, but I, I was like, everybody. Steps. My back but, was like, hurting. It just shows you how <laughs> how iconic this <laughs> film is because of the fact that, like, we got there, and everybody was running up the steps. Like, you, nobody was like, all right, everybody, let's go. Like, do this like everybody was just naturally running up the steps like that's how iconic people remember this film and well, i mean I, I think it just shows what an impact i can add to it because rocky made. is my number five so oh rocky's my number five too okay so we can just get into yeah, it then so yeah so i agree with with jen on everything what i loved about rocky is that it just wasn't just another sports movie i think the fact that you really get into get to see the development of rocky or where he was i think because him and adrian are probably one of so my favorite cute. love stories on film because it captures a social social awkwardness on both of them. Yeah. They're both socially awkward and they just don't know how to act around each other. And then you see them grow within the movie as They like, grow with each other. Yeah, they grow with each other. From each other. And then when you get to the end and then I mean the movie's never the movie works for me too because it was never about winning the world heavyweight championship. No, which is about getting the, a shot. It's about getting a shot and going the distance. Yeah. And sometimes like people aren't giving the shot that you know some deserve. And you see him go through that, and at the at the end he goes a distance with Creed, and it's the first time that you see all this a, a boxing match choreographed this beautifully on Very film. Great choreograph- and obviously, we can't talk about Rocky without talking about Mickey, unfortunately, who is unbelievable in this movie. He is was nominated for best supporting actor, which is he's so good. Mickey Burgess, who is also the Penguin on Batman mm-hmm. sixty six, Meredith. Uh, Meredith Burgess, Meredith. Um, he's fantastic in it. Um, Carl Weathers is great as Apollo Creed, third third one, which is still makes me cry every time I watch it. It's so sad. Um, but yeah, it's, I think there's so much to it that it's more than just a sports movie. And I think that's why it works so well for me. That's why I think it won best picture. I I think the Academy saw that it's not, it's not just your everyday sports movie. There's so much to it. I mean, I, it's my first, it's, I love Rocky and then Creed is the, the next one that captures that. Essence, it, yeah, yeah. yeah, Creed was uh, so good. Uh, we are getting a two for that, right? Yeah, we are, yeah. he's writing it right now, Sylvester awesome. Stallone. I've been yeah. following him on Instagram. He keeps posting little teases of the Blank. script and it's hey, very. Yo, very out the snippet of the <laughs> so yeah, Rocky is our number five. And actually, if you want to see a little bit more of what inspired Rocky, you can check out Chuck. Oh yes, and yes. We Chuck actually Webb. got to see that at the Tribeca Film Festival, and that's with Lee Schreiber. Um, it was good. It was I'll a good movie. It was Chuck re- that stupid TV show. No. No. Why would I try that? <laughs> no, no. Chuck, well, actually, it's really good. I actually do like really? Chuck, the TV show. Yeah, like it's it. funny. It's like a comedy. Did you, have you seen it? I've seen a couple of episodes. I it was like on it. Netflix for a while, but I think they took it off. Um, like, what does that do with Rocky? But yeah, the movie Chuck <laughs> is actually for Chuck Wepner, who was babe. the original Rocky, the Bayonne Bleeder. So um, if you were interested in it when it comes out in theaters or dvd whichever it's an interesting biopic to see um but yeah yes you know you know how long it took me to realize that rocky was not about rocky marciano 
<laughs> it took me a while to figure that out. It didn't. It it didn't like get you know put a light on when his last name was Balboa. I thought they just saved it for the movie. Oh, <laughs> all right. What's your number five, Jen? Oh, my number five. Oh yeah, true. Because you guys just gave me your number yeah. five. Uh, my number five is actually Halloween. Oh, there you go. So, are you giving me the stink eye? No, because sure. it's it's my number four. My number okay, four all right. <laughs> well, all right. Yeah, we can seriously. talk about. So it's my number four. So me and Jen can talk okay, about this. So, so I think I, Halloween. I already, gave, I already gave my piece. Yeah. Yeah. So go ahead. It's it's, it's so such good. A great, yes, it's so good. That's I think, my tagline. Um, <laughs> no, it is. I mean, it's fantastic. I mean, you're watching it, this movie has always captured my attention. You know, I used to. I think probably the first time, and again, this is probably is during. Halloween season and AMC would put on these marathons Monster of movies. Fest. Yeah, and like I l- would look forward to it. Like I'd put it on cable, I'd put it on the background, I'm watching it, then it would go to Halloween 2, then Halloween 3, and you just keep going and watching and get sucked in. Actually, it used to, actually, AMC used to skip 3, really, and go Not to anymore. 4 and 5, but I don't uh, think No, stop do with that nonsense. I can't wait till October. We're going to talk about Halloween 3 more. Yeah. Season of the Witch is not garbage. So it used to go thinks. one, two, and then like four, five. You know, with uh, which makes sense because if you're gonna yeah, do the Michael Myers stuff. story, um, but that's kind of like how I first saw Halloween, and you know, I was enthralled. I mean, you didn't get to see like every snippet on AMC because they would cut off certain parts. But then when I was able to watch the movie as a whole, it was just it was fantastic. I mean, he's he's creepy. I think what you kind of said before when Lewis brought it up, he's very human. In the sense, he's not just like this huge figure, and you're like, or supernatural, or anything like that. Like he is, he is human. He's a being. He is a serial. He's a killer, and he's out there. He's come home, and Donald Pleasance, um, as Doctor Loomis, is fantastic. I think him like chasing and like causing up the scare, and like we have to find him and Michael and um, I, Jamie Lee Curtis <laughs> and I all th- her friends. I think without. Donald Pleasance, that movie would not have. I mean, I think it made no, such a big deal. Donald I Pleasance mean, was fantastic in that. I mean, and I mean, everybody else was fairly a newcomer, uh, as opposed to him. And so, you know, just uh, everything, the whole story, like you know, she doesn't r- realize she's related to him. And, well, that, well, that really doesn't get established till later on, which is terrible. I think but, it's one of the worst reveals ever. But you know, so. it's just—it's creepy. The hedges—you Hall- don't know where he is. Halloween works for me more when he has no motive. I mean, I didn't—I didn't get why he's going after his sister. Like, I get he's I, the first one, but I hate the fact that I didn't it's his mind, sister. I didn't mind the reveal that it was his sister. I think Halloween for me is—I think we said—I've said this before, and I'll say it again when we get to October. I think Halloween is the greatest horror movie of all time. I think. Um, on top of what we said before, the the build up to that moment where Michaels kills his sister, I think is shot beautifully. It's the first. I think it's uh, I believe it's a crane shot. And yeah. Carpenter just like you. All you see is his hand grab the knife and you work your way when he puts his mask on. I think it has done brilliantly. Like I was saying before about Donald Pleasant, Loomis, the relationship between Loomis and Michael. It reminds me of a lot of like the Joker Batman relationship. Yeah, it does. They need each other, and I think yeah. They work well together, and they need each other. And I think that's why, for what four or five movies, no six movies, Pleasant was in for six. You never really see Michael try to kill him except once. On part two, yeah. Part five. Oh, did he try to kill him in part two? Oh yeah, he stabbed him. Yeah. But like, he wasn't like you see how Myers in all the movies when he kills people, he just like goes for the jugular. Yeah. I think the fact that he didn't shows that he still had like some 
some you know appreciation for the relationship between him and Loomis. Also, um, I love the fact that Halloween is not gory. That yeah. it lets no, it lets not. your imagination, you know, you know, go to work with this. Like when he kills Annie in the car, he doesn't. I mean, he slits her throat, but you could assume he could choke her. He could do whatever because you don't see any blood. And yeah. I think that you know, movies nowadays have this like, especially garbage horror films have this like need to show gr- all the blood, all the blood, all this gore porn. I think Halloween is the perfect example of how to make a horror movie. Make it scary without all the nonsense. I think that's the only part of the movie that kind of threw me off was that death, the car death. Yeah, because that even... car horn was... <laughs> Somebody should have checked on her. Maybe no one was home. They were right there. I actually like the PJ Soul's death uh, later on with the phone cord. And, like, he's that's there, he comes in. Oh, no, scenes. actually, you know what? My favorite death is when he kills... Um, And I don't know, you know... uh, What's his name? Brad? Or whatever. Yeah, no, not Brad. Um, I know who you're talking about. PJ Soul's PJ... boyfriend in the kitchen. Laurie's boyfriend. Not Laurie, not Laurie. Uh, oh, well, my God. The guy who wants to go get the beer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah when he guy. kills her on the wall, the, and the, then the, it's the, the first. The physics that don't come into play there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first time that Michael tilts his head. Yeah. yeah. And he's, and just he's like, like just admiring, admiring his work. Admiring his work, yeah. It so, looked, yeah, I mean, fantastic. we can talk about Halloween some more, but we're going to. She liked the death right after that when he comes in with the, the ghost and the. Yeah, the yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's it. It's like so random, and it's like, really? We could talk more about Halloween, but we're going to save that for October. Word. All right. What is your number five, Lou? Number five is Rocky. Rocky. We just talked about this. Yes, we did. Number number four is Jaws. Okay. Uh, I think we we covered this movie endlessly, but yes, tremendous scream play. uh, Another one of the fantastic horror movies. Even though it didn't really, man, I don't consider that a horror horror movie. movie. Didn't try to be a horror movie, but it still terrified the crap out of you. Like I said before, I can't still can't go into the beach above my chest. Because of that movie. You're, it just makes you smart, man. Exactly. <laughs> I, I ain't messing around like that. Let's go snorkeling. No. Word. No, I saw Jaws. We're not going nowhere. <laughs> All right. What is your number four? Okay, so my number four. I know where she's going with this. She gave me that face like she's going to mm. say Star Wars. It is Star Wars. There you go. I cannot <laughs> wait for this top three. This top three is going to be amazing. It is going to be amazing. Well, I, can, I guess I can talk about it because Star Wars is my number three. Oh, okay. All right. So why can't I put it four and you put it three? Oh, because the Godfather's three. not we one or two. Who's, who's oh, all right. Well, no, that's, I mean, that's it. You know, Godfather's not going higher. Sorry. <laughs> um, so Star Wars, I actually came into Star Wars very late in life. I actually, thanks to who? Thanks to you, boo. You so, go, uh. Yeah, I had never seen it before. I mean, obviously, like, I had heard things and you know things. And obviously, when they came out uh, in the 90s, early 2000s with with uh, one, two, three. Yeah, um, when Han didn't shoot. Yeah. First, but, and oh. just you know, everything. That's the, fir- so, the first time I saw Star Star Wars was that version of it. Was it? And I was like, it's, I was, I think I've said, I've said this story in a podcast before I was a kid. And I always assumed that was it until I got into high school. And then I found out that. The wonderful world of the internet was around, and then I realized that oh, not only did Han definitely found out, not only did Han shoot first, Han is the only one that shoots. Yep. And I think that that's, I think it it's good because it shows the 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 differences between Han Solo and Luke Skywalker and Obi Wan Kenobi. Like Han doesn't give a shit. No. Han just wants his money. Yeah. Han will shoot you if he has to, and I think it shows that 
it's a good character build for him. Han's a badass. Yeah, Han's always been a bad R.I.P. Han's always a, a badass throughout all. Even in Force Awakens, I think he does a great job of continuing to be like that nerf herder that we all love. I mean, mm. you don't think so? I don't think so. I think he was more uh, humanized from the events that he's been through with the with, with his friends. Uh, he's much less of a badass and way more sympathetic in Force Awakens. I think he only becomes sympathetic in that moment that he finds his that he sees uh, Kylo. But I mean, yeah, I think Harrison Ford does a great job all seven movies. Yeah, of course. Well, four movies. Yeah, yeah technically four. Yeah, but um, Was he next to Jar Jar. Yeah, I know <laughs> they they CGI him in, but no, yeah, Star Wars is. Star Wars. Star Wars is Star Wars. Like I, I I took the one that began them all. Um, I mean, I, I, I mean, people lined up for days. I don't see this movie. Not when it first came out. Wow, but once it's a perfect example of what word of mouth does. Like after you hear about that opening shot of Star Wars, is still to me one of the best opening shots in the history of film. When you just see the rebel, the rebel ship, and then that imperial, imperial uh, destroyer just walk fly by on screen and it just works so well you get that whole war like they're literally a star war right yeah i mean you have luke you have vader you have the could i say Galactic probably the first the first time you really see a female kick ass on screen yeah, like that we, we i think we, we, leia we, leia started we, it all i think well uh, it depends i guess on uh, maybe in this I mean, as a kid, I, and, right. I, and as a For kid, I see it. I mean, me seeing it as a kid, I'm like, is this all what all so movies are going to be like? <laughs> like, I. That was your first movie? No. <laughs> is, this, is this what movies are, Mom? No. <laughs> I actually don't know what my first movie was. I don't, I don't yeah, remember. I, don't I know the movie that got me into film was Batman. But I think Star Wars, because even as a kid, I knew Batman had issues. It was hokey at some point. But Star Wars, to me, it, there's very little that I don't like about New Hope. I mean, I think it's from beginning to end. It's just a fun, fun movie. And I mean, I love there's always haters everywhere in the age of social media. And I mean, I've read articles how people feel like Star Wars is the worst franchise in history and Star Wars is a terrible movie. And I love that everyone has an opinion on certain things. But like, I, I think like Star Wars is the movie that you go to when you just want to have fun and relax and you just like escape and like start from beginning to end. I think Star Wars is great. Yeah. Um, You know, like. I could keep talking about Star Wars, but I think Star Wars is going to be on my list next week too. So yeah, it might. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, true. So the, the fact that like a lot of Star Wars talk, I'm going to have trouble all, with the all 80s. these what, all these upcoming episodes. We're going to get a lot of Star Wars talk. Well, Return, you could, yeah. Return of the Jedi is not on my list. <laughs> well, it would, that would be the 80s. So would Empire. Yeah. Yeah. So well, Empire will be on your list. You think the prequels are hitting your list? We'll see. We'll you see. are nuts if it hits your we'll list. He's got to do those, his list. Those lists. I haven't done any of those, so I don't know if it's going to make it. We'll Attack see. of the Clothes is on your list. Attack of the Clothes is not going to be on my list, but <laughs> the third one might. Revenge of the Sith. And also, like, I think Star Wars does a good job of, like, incorporating their side characters very well. Like, there's no reason we should give a shit about Chewbacca, but we all do. Everybody gives a shit about Chewbacca. Yeah. Shout out like, to R2, R2-D2 and 3PO. I, yeah. uh, well, R2 is 3PO is the adorable. greatest cock block in the history of film. Oh, God, is he. But as far as like merchandising, they were pretty smart with that. They could yeah. easily sell those toys. I mean, my my house is full of Star Wars merchandise. So and Batman and Batman. So I mean, Star Wars has like when I when 
I have kids. A lot of Batman. I, I know what age to start them on to watch Star Wars, and I can't wait to see the reactions to What certain. age is that? She needs to know. <laughs> Before she shows them first. <laughs> I think four years old, you can start them on Star Wars. Four. Got it. Just sit them so down. I, I myself, well, our so kids I will be smart. Jay hasn't seen them yet? No. You, you want to wait a little bit longer? I, I think I'm going to start now. Okay. But I'll see how she's interested. Well, that's the thing. You got to gauge how get, interested they're going like, to be. I want my kids to watch Star Wars before they know what the internet is. Because, what up with that? Well, <laughs> because, that's a little hard. Because Dave. I want them to watch The Empire Strikes Back with no knowledge of what the hell's about well, to happen. Well, okay. Oh, okay. That's yeah. easier. But, like, the internet, you're, not, you're, you're saying that they're never going to touch yeah. an iPhone or an I'm iPad. Like and... Kids are smart nowadays, no, though, man. Until they're, like, nine, they're not going to no. search up. Yeah, you know they're not going to search. Know. <laughs> no, no. But, no, yeah. like, I But feel... they'll definitely, I mean, they're going to be better at an iPhone than we are. Yeah, so I feel like, you know. Yeah. I want to give them what I couldn't have because I wish, and I've said this before, like, I want, I wish I was alive in 1980 and old enough to go to the theater by myself and not know theater. anything and just sit there and just be like, what the fuck? <laughs> that's, what, that's what your son's going to say? Yeah. There you go, Junior. What the fuck? Exactly. He's only allowed to curse at that moment. But yeah, Star Wars is great, and we could talk about it more next week, and it's my number three. What's there your you number three? My number three is Jaws. No, it's oh, not. No. no, it's not. I your list Jaws. is all fucked up this week. <laughs> <laughs> I was so confident about it, dude. Like, it's, like Jaws. it's Jaws. Jaws, motherfucker. I just <laughs> talked about it. I want to put it twice. <laughs> The Godfather. Okay, cool. The original. Uh, yeah, I mean, this, we're going to get very into that movie in a, in a few minutes. Maybe, who knows? I'm going to give my two cents real quick. Uh, it's great characters. We get introduced to, you know, it was my introduction to um, Al Pacino. Okay. Uh, uh, so that, that's when I first saw him. And just that, that whole mafia mentality that the whole movie, like, oozes out. It just... And, throws you in like the whole film which is that whole lifestyle that they just portray is something that keeps you engaged and the characters you get introduced to the the, the drama within the family it just it's a, one of the best written movies and acting movies i've ever seen and we'll get into more of that uh so jen what's your number three so uh this is where it might get a little david's gonna I'm, this has been the david reaction I'm episode um so my top three in general, I'm not going to say all three now, but my top three are near and dear to my heart. Um, these are movies I watch. I can watch over and over and over again. These She's are movies, setting us up so no, hard no. Right now. These are movies that have fantastic soundtracks because I think your oh, soundtracks. I, know what one of them is. I think your soundtracks make or break your movie. Sometimes I think they can make you know just. They bring the movie higher for people. Whatever. So uh, my number three is Greece. No one's I, no I one's looking expect, at me. I honestly was not expecting that. No one's like looking at me. <laughs> wow. I wish people could like watch the reaction I got right oh now. My, I, I was expecting you to say something I didn't even know. And you I got said Grease. Silence. <laughs> so, Grease is fantastic. <laughs> and as many of you have already heard, I am a fan of Grease too. I wish you were on YouTube right now. Grease on your list? No, Grease 2 <laughs> is in the 80s. So, I'm, it, it's going to make my list oh next my week Lord. though. You can bet. Um, so Greece is fantastic. Greece 2 is not better than Greece. I've never said that, nor, uh, nor will I ever say that. But Greece is, and you can blame my mother for this because she used to always watch it. And granted, my mother is a huge John Travolta fan. So John, if you're listening, I'd like you to meet Alina one day. Uh, let's make this happen. Um, 
So it would always be it would always be on in the house. My mom had the the album, the vinyl, uh, the CD. I was always watching it. I think I went around the house saying like a hickey from Kanicki's like a gift, a gift that keeps coming back, whatever the line is. Um, The music, Grease Lightning, the Pink Ladies, just everything about it was. I love Grease. I'm not going to sit here and say I don't love Grease. But again, this is my list. I know. And so don't hate. Listeners, you heard it here first. Please send all your comments to Miss Alina Ross. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, no, I mean, the film was was great. It was it was just a fun story. You were watching this movie musical like everyone's singing along. You have the teen drama. You had some comedy. I mean, granted, all these adults are playing teenagers and they're really well into their adult age, like late 20s. John Travolta, I think, was probably like twenty eight. I mean, this came after another movie that is on my list, that's like and I will mention that's later. Like I like imagine you got the news um, that I'm going to play a character that's a high school student. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, even just time. like when we were talking about uh, Spider Man three not that long ago, Tobey Maguire is like probably thirty when he plays Peter Parker. She's so the kid. you know, it's not uncommon for really late in life adults to be playing teenagers. Yeah, uh, like Bianca Lawson in Save the Last Dance. She's like. 45 now and she was like 30 or Gabrielle Union is older and she was in Bring It On. So it happens all the time. Um, So yeah, so Grease, the music, the story, everything. I mean, you had like some little guest cameos. You had uh, Ellen Travolta. You had Frankie Avalon. You had a lot of great people in this movie. Um, And I mean, it was a hit. Who doesn't like Grease? So that's my number three. Number three is Grease. I'm going to package my two and one together so Lou you can go I could imagine you can go into your number two my uh, number two is uh, Godfather 2 okay and then uh, yeah we'll talk, about we'll talk about it in a second all right John my number two yes what do you think it is I know what your number one is I'm lost I know what your number one is I'm at a loss right now okay so my number two is the Rocky Horror Picture Show I know what so, her number one is and I so okay. David knows my number one yeah but you know uh, Why do you love the Rocky Horror Picture Show so much? So much. Uh, well, we I loved it. We can't count live performances. No, 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 no. <laughs> I loved it as a kid. Um, just watching it, Tim Curry, Susan Sarandon, everybody in that film. I don't know. I can't rem- I can't really tell you the first time I I watched it. I mean, again, I think it was on Are you AMC. Sure, remember the most important time uh, you watched it. Yes, of course, and that's come. I'm getting there. Um, so you know. I just always really liked the movie. I think I probably watched it on AMC. I watched AMC a lot as a kid. Um, or even like HBO because, you know, I had cable. I think you're the only person I know that watched pre-Walking Dead AMC. I, I used to I watched, watch AMC a lot. I used lot. to watch AMC a lot. Breaking the American Bad, Movie Channel. Bad. No, no, I said pre-Walking no, but pre, Dead like, AMC. We're talking like 90s AMC. Oh, like, I used to watch AMC 2000 for the Monster Fest stuff. I used to watch it like way before I that. Mean, I don't know anything else on I that mean, channel back yeah. then, though. I'm an only child. I was a latchkey kid. I'd come home. I'd watch my shows when I'd get home from school. I used to watch the Monsters, like my Nick at Night. Like I used to be all about TV. Gotta have your Nick at Night. Yeah, <laughs> Nick at Night, Summer Block Party. Um. So anyway, so AMC. So I think that's pretty much where I saw it first. But the music was great. Obviously, when I was a kid, I didn't really understand all of the like themes, like you know, transsexual and like all that. But the music, the the clothing, everything about it, the production, it was just it was fantastic. And then you know, I loved it throughout watching it, owned it on DVD, etc. And then actually, 
we had our first date at uh to go see the Rocky Horror Picture Show. And so Shoe that's and even music. Yeah, so that's even like cemented it a little more. Um and Dave and I love to go to shows every Halloween and and even still um you know when we attend the Monster Mania convention in Cherry Hill. Shout out to Dave. Yeah, shout out to Dave. Um, we love to see up. it with the rock no, car. The <laughs> we like the shot yourself no, up, that's the, that's, no, that's the no, that's that's the creator. Dave, of Dave and his family run the Monster Mania convention in Cherry Hill. Last name, man. So we actually like to. We really enjoy the Rocky Horror Picture Show, the Philly production that goes on. Um, shout out, shout to, them, out to, to them. Let's see. I'm gonna get their name because I oh, I'm gonna butcher it. But while Jen's talking, okay. what? Okay. So yeah. So um, no, it's just it's so good. I mean, you know. Later on, as I got older, you realize who like these actors are. I mean, at the time, I didn't know Susan Sarandon, but then you know when you realize, you're like, wow, she was so young. Like this was this was one of her first movies. Too. Shout out to the Transylvania Nipple Production, who run the Rocky Horror Picture Show at the Monster Mania Convention and all over Philly. You can find them on Instagram, Facebook, everything. T N P P H I L L Y R H P S on Instagram. Yeah, so Rocky Horror, near and dear to my heart, and I mean, look at it. This movie was a like kind of it's a cult classic. It's the it wasn't meant to be, movie yeah. In theaters, I mean, I I love Rocky it's Horror always Picture in Show theaters. for many reasons. Obviously, the production it means so much to so many different people. Yeah. However, the I can't interaction. I cannot watch that movie unless it's live, that like because the middle of that movie is awful. It's not awful. I don't once know. after Meatloaf. Nah, I mean, no, when they're I at the dinner so. table, I don't. It slows I think it, down it a little slows bit. Down a lot. But I mean, but I will say, like, if you've never seen this movie live with an audience, please do. Please do. It's, like, yeah. do it's yourself amazing. a favor. Get out it. there, and it's. It, I mean, it's Lewis. Just the so first time you saw fun. that movie was because of the show we took the you to. Right? Only time, yeah. I don't think I, I don't think I ever watched that movie when it's not live. Like the movie itself didn't do it. I was like watching. I was like, what is happening in this movie? It's but a lot of the shit. The performance was fun. It's fun. Yeah. It's such a good time. So yeah, the Rocky Horror Picture Show. All right. So we get to my number two and my number one. I'm going to package them together. And yep. I talked about this movie Those like numerous times. So my number two is The Godfather. My number one is The Godfather Part Two. Uh, we have them in the same order. Yes. So to some, The Godfather is the greatest movie ever made. I think it is the greatest movie ever made. But my favorite film of all time is The Godfather Part Two for its ability to create a sequel that, in a lot of aspects, surpasses the original with storytelling. Yep. The fact that you're able to incorporate and blend in the story of prequel Vito Corleone and Michael Corleone around the same time and same age range, yeah. and they do incorporate it beautifully is 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 testament to how good Coppola and his team worked on that film. Um, also. It's my favorite performance of all time. Al Pacino's Michael Corleone is my favorite performance of all time. He is breathtaking in that film. Should have won an Oscar for that movie, but, you know, Oscar is Oscar. Um, Oscar is definitely Oscar. Yeah. Um, two is two. Yeah, one is one and two is two. <laughs> and, I know uh, I also love there the fact go. that, I I mean, it's one of my favorite scenes I've ever seen is that scene with Michael and Kay in the hotel room when she tells him that she had an abortion and she didn't keep the baby. And Michael just, like, uh, Pacino's eyes his mannerisms was fantastic his his delivery on all his lines in that in that particular scene were out of this world it was yeah. so great um i love the ending despite the fact that fredo gets killed i love the fact that you kind of see um michael the last scene of godfather part two is michael just sitting there and just contemplating on what he had just done on top of that going back to part one i love marlon brando as vito corleone he is amazing in that film well-deserved oscar for that 
I love the dichotomy and the chemistry between all the brothers. I think everyone was great in terms of uh, their performances with each other. Yeah. Um, is great. Uh, the side characters. I am a fucking mark for Frank Pantangeli from Godfather Part Two. I think he's fantastic in that film. Um, who else? What else? What else can I mention that I haven't mentioned before? Um, even the death scenes. You feel for the death scenes, like when Sonny dies. Mm-hmm. I you, I really feel for like Vito. Like damn, like he almost died and now he has to deal with the news of his father i mean of his son dying uh also i i think the end of the godfather part one is one of the best endings in film history when michael is at the baptism yeah and in the and the you know the duality of him there and then you have men carrying out his mission of like killing all the heads of all the five families for my the corleones to be the the only family powerful and the score on that film is one and two are one of the best and one in my top 10 film scores of of all time so yeah man i mean the 70s are the greatest decade in film to me and i think nothing epitomizes the 70s more than the godfather and godfather part two the first sequels the godfather is the first sequel to ever win best picture the only pair to win best picture coppola won best director best best screenplay and without uh, we were mentioning Tax Driver 4, and De Niro gives my favorite performance of his in Godfather Part 2 with Vito Corleone. So, yep, Godfather 2 and 1 round down my 70s list. There you go. And shout right. out to Jay-Z. actually mentioned this movie in his last album. Shout out a to very J- good way. It was done at Song Family Feud. Yeah. It's basically talking about you could be as rich as you want, but you're not as rich if you don't have, like, the support of your family. And he was talking about that whole abortion with the wife and yeah. everything. So. It's a it's a movie that still resonates to this day, obviously, and uh, the legacy is something that I don't think any other movie can touch. Maybe Star Wars, probably as far as like legacy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's a movie that's timeless and it's gonna probably be a great movie for all. And I don't think it's ever gonna age, honestly. It still holds up to me. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that movie. I mean, I don't find it boring. I never, I never have. I don't think I ever will. So yeah, I think it's gonna age fine for a while now. I mean, it's almost movie movies. I think it's finally getting 4K, which I've been waiting for. And then I I wouldn't shock me if they don't release that to the 50th anniversary. Yeah, so we're close to that. We're about I think five years away now. So all right, right. Lou. So we got to my number one. Yeah, number one is Star Star Wars, Wars. the most iconic movie franchise in history, in my opinion. Yes, that's my number one over Godfather, just because of the pop culture reach that it has obtained. Uh, to this day, they're still making Star Wars movies. Who would have thought? Uh, but yeah, yeah. after those prequels, who really would have thought? Yeah. <laughs> but so they created a universe as beyond anything else has ever been created in cinema history. And it's when it came out. Like obviously, none of us were born when it came out. No shot. No shot at all. We weren't even a thought. Um, but when it came out, like you know, it we keep sending stories of how it swept the nation basically as far as popularity and people want to go see it multiple times uh you know we're gonna get into the sequels later on as we go through these lists uh at least i am i don't know about you guys but it's a franchise that's near and dear to everybody's heart it's one of the best franchises in film history and that's why it's my number one and can I guess what Jen's number one is? I want to guess what Jen's number one is. Oh, go ahead. ahead. I know what it. I know what it is. No, you guess because I actually no, know what I it have is. no idea. So give me a clue. You don't know what it is. It's it's not a musical, but there's music in it, like lots of music in it. What's my number one? When was Mary Poppins made? 
<laughs> the 60s. Think of a 70s movie that I would I would honestly say it's a pretty quintessential 70s You're not going to get this. Because it's it. it's just it in, in all encompasses the generation, the 70s generation. Can I say it? The yeah, uh the scene that was going on at the time, the revolution that Jen's was happening. number one movie of the 1970s is Saturday Night Fever. That's it. <laughs> I just saw this movie for the first time a few weeks ago, and I, I think it's really, really good. So John, I have John seen Travolta, guys, two of your top again. three. Even Meatloaf made a top three, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but Meatloaf is great in Rocky Horror Picture Show. He is show. great in that movie. But uh, yeah, Saturday Night Fever is my number one 70s film. Alina will be proud. Alina she is going to be very will. proud when she All hears this later. To Alina Ross. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean. My God, I, that was probably one of the movies that was played the most in my house or in John Travolta. And, you know, actually, my mom couldn't see it when it actually came out in theater because my grandmother did not let her because my uncle saw it and was like, no, she can't see that because there are a lot of themes. There's drugs, there's sex. Um, you know, my mom obviously wanted to see it because of just of John Travolta. Lots of promiscuity. You seen it, Lou? Seen it. Oh, um, but I think. I think Saturday Night Fever encompasses what the 70s were for a lot of people, especially the age of Tony Manero. He was 19. He was going out there. He was dancing. Then he was also working, trying to. I mean, this was a time where you weren't just you weren't going to off to college like that either. Yeah. Um. It wasn't like your typical. You go to high school and you're yeah, gonna you go to go, college. Go like this was docks. like you finish high school and then you gotta go work yeah. and you gotta find your way and figure out what you want to do. So I think you know you get a picture into Tony's life and I mean it was all based off of an article and things that were going on at the time. But you know you get a little bit of everything. You get his day life, his work life. Then you also get the character that's kind of like an antagonist, like in Karen, and she's kind of in there and she is. Um, you know, showing him, you know, she's trying to be better and trying to improve and be ambitious and showing him there's a different way to things. And, you know, at times it does come off as condescending and like kind of like she's talking down to him. But I think it also prompts him to be like, OK, look, I got to be a little smarter. I want it. I really want this for myself. Then he's got his friends that are kind of like, you know, he's happy in the day to day going out and doing this and clubbing and meeting girls and drugs and whatever. But he he wants more than that life. And I think that's what's important, too. I mean, this is sort of like his coming of age story in it. Um, you get, And the, the music, I mean, there was, I think it's one of the best film so- soundtracks there ever is. I mean, the Bee Gees killed it with writing all of the these songs. Bee-Gees. The placement. The was so good. Um, yeah. Yvonne Elliman in the, in the music, just everything. Um, the the way it's placed throughout the movie is fantastic. The dance sequences when they filmed uh, at 2001 Odyssey, like everything that's going on is just, and I mean, Tony Manero in that white disco suit. I mean, what epitomized more for disco and the seventies than that suit itself. Um, just, just everything. And I mean, the budget for the movie was 3 million and it made, let's see, it made a lot, 237 million. It brought in. That's a winner, folks. That's a win. Win. This win. movie was winner, winner, chicken dinner. Right probably there. not expected. I mean, and this is actually what brought up John Travolta. This is what shot him. You know, he came That's in after Welcome Back, Cotter. He left, came, did this movie, and then yeah, and then Grease came after. Um, but I think just everything about it is 
you had that 70s feel you had his home life 70s the furniture his mom's plat like everything there you know him trying to be better his father's laid off um we actually got to see a screening of it with the director's cut recently uh fathom events did it a couple months back for the anniversary and we got to see the director's cut which is 122 minutes so it's about 10 more minutes longer than the regular cut um and that's if you don't watch it uncensored uh and it was i found like it was better um, I really like the director's cut. I can see why they cut certain things that maybe were just a little extra um, than the original. But if you definitely get a chance to buy it on Blu-ray or DVD and you get to see the director's cut, I would definitely recommend it. Um, but yeah, but it it's just a, it's a 70s movie. Like that is the 70s. When you were watching it, you were in that time period. And you want to be at the, di- I don't know, at least me, I wanted to be at the disco. Shout out to Fran uh, Drescher. Who actually? So (laughs) she actually, I think this is one of her first movies, and she makes a cameo, and she actually asked Tony to dance on the dance floor, and uh, apparently she's not a good dancer, so he equates that to being her being very bad in bed. Um, But it was her. If if you look, you'll see her, and you'll realize, oh shit, that's the nanny. And uh, yeah, I mean, just everybody, and the mom from Even Stevens. is there she's she plays um forgot her name now but donna pescal she's in the movie too um and then you know just he's tired of his friend shit and and you know everything in the same day to day and at the end of the movie he realizes i gotta make a change and then uh this movie actually stemmed off in the 80s not a great film staying alive who was directed by sylvester stallone (laughs) Uh, but you get to continue Tony Monero's story when he's living in Manhattan and he's trying to make it as a dancer. And, uh, yeah. So, I mean, if you want, check it out, Staying Alive. But you really don't have to. I would just stick to Saturday Night Fever. It's your quintessential 70s film, in my opinion. There you go. We, awesome. I think we're first uh, decade list and we have three different uh, number ones. So, that's, so a that's, good start. that's a good start. Yeah. I'm so excited to see Jen's other list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that the 80s. Is, that 90s is going to be crazy. The, so, yeah, well, I think the 80s are going to be my hardest. She's going to have like 30 so, honorable mentions. If you yeah, love this week's episode, I think it's going to even get crazier. Yeah. So coming up this week on the site, though, we have reviews of the Emoji movie. Oh, poor guys. Atomic Blonde. Atomic Blonde. By James as well. I heard that's good. Yeah. So we have. A lot of good things coming up this week. And then next week on the show, we will have our top 10 80s films. I don't know what I'm going to do. The anxiety is going to kill you. Yeah, seriously. I'm going to have a thousand honorable mentions. I mean, the 80s movies for me, are, I, everything is just nostalgia fest. Like, I just I love these movies. We're 80s, baby. We're, we might be yeah. born for some of these movies. We didn't see them, but we were born for some of these but movies. But we were yes. born and we saw... Oh, so good. So for anyone that has not gotten into any of these 70s movies hopefully our top 10s and our honorable mentions will help you explore some of these movies so for this week's real chronicles i am your host david and this is lewis this is jen thanks for joining us this week see you next week bye 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 thanks for listening you can find our show notes and more at realtalking.com follow us on facebook and instagram at real chronicles love what you hear leave us a review and tell your friends If you have a topic you want us to cover, shoot us an email at realtalkinc at gmail.com. Until next Monday, keep it real.